0: Hi, everyone. Unfortunately, we had another technical difficulty on this podcast. Uh, Kaysen's receiver on his lapel mic ran out of batteries about halfway through this. We split this episode into two again. It was a really long recording, about four hours. So the first part of this, about halfway through it, Kaysen's mic will go out and the audio quality will change. Up until this point, I've been able to get away without having to actively like monitor our mics while recording the podcast it can be a little bit distracting this is why it's nice to have somebody behind the camera monitoring stuff but we're not there yet in any case i always replace the the receiver on my mic and his mic at the same time so i don't know why his went out so much earlier than mine did but in any case it happened uh from now on i'll be wearing uh headphones while we're recording and i'll be monitoring uh, our mics live while we record the podcast so won't happen again. Uh, and apologize for that dip in quality about halfway through this episode, but the following episode will not have that problem. So thanks for your patience, everyone. Uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the State of the Arc podcast. My name is Mike.
1: My name's Cason.
0: We're here to talk about Xenogears. But before we do that, Kacen had a birthday.
1: I did. Yesterday. For Just one, one day ago. How was yeah. it? Was it good? It was a decent birthday, Had better.
0: had better. You've had more beastly birthdays than I this? I've had more
1: beastly. No, my granddad came <laughs> up from Mississippi. And yeah. That was fun. Uh, we He and I shared the same birthday, actually. Oh, you have the same one? <laughs> yeah, me and my granddad. Because
0: my brother has the same one, too. Yes, yeah, so and and I
1: actually know a ton of people who have sixth. Right, <laughs> specifically that birthday, yeah. The guy nice. I just hired at, um, where I work at, he's October 11th. Nice. Pretty close. Nice. Um, and then, mm crazy thing my grandfather's grandfather was also born on October 6th so there's a weird kind of
0: we need to do an investigation
1: we also all have the same middle name
0: how many people who watch this podcast are born on October 6th please yes conspiracy. raise your
1: hand type 6 in the comments <laughs> if you were born on October 6th say, just, just the number six. <laughs> just the it. number
0: six. if you were born on yeah. October 6th let's see how many I appreciate it yep <clears throat> everybody wish Cason a happy birthday yeah. Uh, also, a reminder, um, I don't bring this up a lot, I don't like to do it, but it is the truth. This podcast <laughs> is financed on Patreon and Subscribestar. Of course. Um, we are on a weekly schedule because we went past uh, a goal that we had set up. Um, each month, this is a, it's, it's something you expect. Each month, you know, it'll drop off a little bit. Yeah. So, if you'd like to continue having the show be a weekly show, uh, and you appreciate what we're doing, and you like it, and you're a fan, and you watch every week, hit us up. Please take a look at our uh, Patreon and subscribe to our pages. Uh, we appreciate the support. All right. Now it's time to jump in. Okay. So we we left off right after getting into Solaris, Yeah. Like the first safe point, which is where Faye gets into like a little the honey pod bee, on or accident. Honey what do you call that? It's like a... Beehive. It's like a comb, a honeycomb. Yeah. It's like a six. thing. He got, he got inside of it because he wasn't yeah. being careful and it took off yes. inside <laughs> yeah. and he got separated from Saiten uh, and uh, Ellie. Yeah. And he was like, oh no, I don't know where I am. And that save point that was right inside of that little pod is where we saved and left yeah. off. So it's right as we enter Solaris. Right in Solaris. And we ended this play session at the end of disc one. Yep. So it covers kind of a lot. This will very likely be split into two episodes again <sighs> yeah. because... While, like, what occurs and far as far as, like, playing the game probably could have been covered in one episode. Right. There's, like, almost an hour-long cutscene of dialogue and talking about all kinds of stuff that end. we're going to have to really yeah. focus on understanding, and that <laughs> yeah. might have to be its own episode. So we'll see how it goes. But um, the first note that I took uh, today was that the introduction to Solaris I thought was really excellent. Like you, you come into like the third class, uh, what they call F block. And mm. this is where like the third class citizens, which are the worker bees, we've, yeah, we've, they've yeah. used that terminology before. before. These people are the ones, they're the workforce of Solaris. They basically do all of the grunt yeah, labor. Yeah, they do everything. And they're basically like slave labor. Yeah. Right? Um, and so you come in and the first thing you see is a guy Who's had it? Being like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Yes. Come on, like, band together. We're, we, are we sick of this. And the guy just gets picked up and like dropped out yeah. the bottom of like a, what looks like a bottomless pit, but we just, I guess, drop him down to the surface, which would be, I mean, quite a fall. I mean, you're not surviving that.
1: Although, based on what we learned about a little bit later, it's surprising that they didn't take him to a different place. Yeah
0: for other for But other either purposes. way, this was more powerful, because if they just <laughs> took
1: someone away, it's like, well, who knows where they put him? Right. They oh, he needs to be re-educated, and then he'll come back after he's been more brainwashed or something. Like, nope, this dude's- Instead, it's like, no, these people are a dime a dozen. They yeah. have no value, and we can kill them immediately. Um, and I didn't even think about the later stuff until you brought that up, where I'm like, oh, yeah. they shouldn't have, technically they shouldn't have done that. They yeah. should have put him somewhere else. Yeah. But um, it was effective for the intro for the yeah, show. Yeah, for, for just scene. like
0: first coming in and being like, okay, this is this is what we're dealing with here. But then yeah. there is a guy who gets what they call rearranged, right? You, you yes. go into his pod, and he's like all worried about it. He's like, oh yeah. man, like, what's going to happen? Um I, th- I hope they don't rearrange me or I think I'm going to get rearranged or something like that. And as soon as you come out of the pod, you see it just gets taken up yes. and just like taken somewhere else. Yeah. And um, so it's like, oh my gosh, like what are they doing to these people? And yeah. then you meet up with a guy named Samson who, Faye, is shocked because he looks uh, just like um, his old pal, uh, Timothy. Timothy, from, uh, that's my first one here. Yeah. He's like, Timothy? He's like, eh, I'm not what Timothy.
1: What are you talking about? I'm not Timothy. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's, it is Timothy, but he's been brainwashed, or...
0: No, I think Timothy is, is dead, for sure. I, th- so I think it really he has a different person? It's th- a different person. But I think that he has... He, I mean, he has a similar face and, like, hairstyle, but it, his, the color of his hair is a little different, and anyways. Mm. So there's some subtle differences, but he, he just Timothy's looks like his
1: brother who was
0: kidnapped Maybe. previously? Maybe. Who knows? But what I really like about it is, is he sets up like, all right, I've, I've been like planning this uh, escape yes. from the third class level for a while. Here's what I'm like, gonna do, if you're, you're in. Ju-
1: you're just the guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah we like, just I, showed up, and he's I, like, boom. I've
0: got like the, the fake IDs, I'm yes. like all set to oh, go. Oh, he's
1: set. He's not as set as he thought he was, but he's, he's pretty set. And, and that's what I really liked about it, was
0: he, he speaks so confidently about oh, it. Yeah, like He's yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. right, if you're in, you're in, like come follow me. Yeah. And you go talk to Ellie first, which I'll talk about in a second. But then you go with Samson, and he tries to cross the little—I uh, don't know what they call it. It's like it's like a terminal uh, that um, checks your IDs. Yeah, um, it
1: would be the equivalent of a metal detector, but yeah. instead of just beeping, it it, it, uh, and it does
0: like it does like a you. like a genetic scan, yeah, um, or, or something like that. But there's a huge
1: and flaw in it, in that if there are two people, it doesn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> which was funny. Very big. I wonder how. What, what's the limit to that defect? It could be that one. As long as one it's, of them is Salarian, you could have like twelve. It's people a crossover. pretty.
0: It's a pretty ridiculous and silly uh, defect and, and convenience yeah. to let them get in. But I like. It, it's that, showing
1: the separation. It's genetic. Like there's yeah. nothing you can do. Your genes aren't good enough. Yeah. And if some people get promoted, that's fine. But for the most part, it's like you are here. You're not allowed here and it has nothing to do with your work it's all because you yeah. have dna that says a thing and we don't like that thing so you can't come over yeah and Very then he, he steps segregated. on it
0: and he just he's just like it's just like really intense <laughs> uh yes and a really good way of setting up well i didn't like, expect the, that the cruelty the brutality yes the absolutely. oppression
1: i figured he less. kind of was competent and knew what he was doing and yeah um, but at the same time, these worker bee people, they don't have much to lose, I guess, which is why that other guy was like, hey, let's fight back. Like, what do we got to lose? And mm. he, gets, he gets killed. But it's like, whatever. That's about as good as what he was doing anyways. Um, but what I found just amazing was after watching that, Ellie's like, well, let's Go on, too. And Faye's like, wait, why would we do this? And she's like, I don't know. If it doesn't work, we'll think of something. And I think Faye's response was, that's something Bart would say. (laughs) And and Ellie's like, yeah, I guess so. And she just walks right on it. And I I was kind of amazed at that.
0: Yeah, she was um, being almost self-sacrificing again, which is part of her enneagram. Like, I'll try it because I'm the only one who would be. If Possibly. if I'm still in the system, which I doubt, because I'm a traitor at this point, I'd be really surprised if yeah. I was still allowed to do this. But if anyone can get through, it's going to be me. And so she steps on, and it it recognizes her as a first class citizen. So it's like, go ahead. But she's like, oh, she so she she expresses like that is weird. Like, how do yeah. they still have me in here? Like, what's going on with that? And and Faye tries to suggest, oh, well, I guess like Gebler didn't uh, report it. Or something like that. Oh, because they
1: didn't want to look bad. Ramses yeah. looks horrible already. He doesn't want to look worse by yeah. saying, Oh. But this like Ellie, who you gave me, she turned on me and all this I'm stuff.
0: trying to remember how aware he would be I guess he would, because he fought us and Ellie was on our side.
1: Yeah, well he may not be, but Dominia certainly was. And Dominia's yeah. right there with But
0: Miang was trying to hide it from Ramses oh, earlier. Oh you're
1: right. I wonder how successful she but was. But I don't
0: think sh- I don't think so because Huh. It, at the, there was a point after that, I believe, where Ellie came back, right, and, um, and she, like, sabotaged the Yggdrasil's engine. Yeah. And then after that scene, we fought Ramses and Ellie was with us at yeah, that point. So sure. Ramses should know for sure by then. However, I think you're right that <laughs> he doesn't want to look worse than he already looks.
1: Right, and Miang, so you have the two people who lead Gebler. It's Ramses, but also, you know, Miang's, like, part of it, too. And um, neither of them would have they're both incentivized to not tell anyone yeah (laughs) Miang has her own reasons for wanting to do whatever she's doing with Ellie Mm -hmm. and then Ramses just really doesn't want to look bad yeah so that's that's a plausible enough explanation but you know playing the game like that's not the real explanation yeah like it's good it's good enough for them to say let's just keep going it's probably fine. But as a player, it's a good hint that something's Something
0: wrong. more is going on.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. it's one thing when something's too easy. It's like, oh, that was too easy. But it's a game and whatever. Yeah. It's another thing when it's too easy and then the the character calls out, hey, that was too easy. Now mm. that like your your um, red lights in your brain should <laughs> flash and go, yeah, it was too easy and also they said it's too easy so that's important, right? right. It becomes very important later.
0: Um, but yeah, like you were saying, the fact that the, 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 the fault or the weakness of this system <laughs> is that someone who is not a citizen can just step on with someone who is. I guess yeah. you could explain that away by saying like a first class citizen might have the right to bring somebody from third class with them. So it's like you yeah. can go with someone if they bring you in. But there's not enough really explanation <laughs> as to how this security system works. Yeah. No, but it really did really. feel a little silly. That just, oh, you can just step on with me and then it won't scan you and it will be fine. <laughs> oh, okay. But all right. Yeah, that was fun. So you make your way from there um, up to the top uh, level, the, the higher, I think it's like more like the second class area, I would assume. Yeah. Um, into Entrenanc, which is the, the yeah. capital of, uh, of Solaris, the capital city.
1: My first note here is Solaris music sounds like a clown show. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> carnival music. <laughs> but there's a festival, not a festival, there's a meeting. What would you call it? There's a conf- conference. Uh, there's a thing happening. There's an like event. an announcement. Yeah. Like,
0: um, like the, the emperor is going to speak to the people kind of a right. thing. Right. You but, need like tickets to get in to like. What this
1: them. did for me specifically was uh, just really highlight and enunciate specifically, point out the difference between where the third-class people are allowed to go and then the first class. Like, third class, they're working their butts off, they're being killed, they're... Just like, it's a mess, it sucks. You just step over one little green square barrier and it's literally a clown party where everyone's yeah. just like having a blast and everything's fine. Yeah. That's crazy. And and the music helps to highlight that difference. I didn't love the music. I really didn't. It's, as, it's pretty grating after a while. No, yeah. <laughs> but as a narrative tool, yeah. it's good. It highlights the difference and it yeah. shows that like, yeah, something's weird. These people are literally partying all the time. Yeah. that's It's weird.
0: Well, and, then, and there's something kind of unnerving in it too. Um, in the sense, and maybe even something that highlights sort of the blind, like willful blindness and naivety of the people living there yeah. as to how their system is supported and At exactly least says what's that going on. she didn't on. know
1: and she didn't want to know. <clears throat> yeah, that, that the, yes, yeah, and there's willful blindness, willful ignorance, and hey, things are good. Don't and, push and I the do system. think I do think
0: the carnival music in sort of this eerie way kind of emphasizing so. that attitude. Yeah, I think of so. Of just like living like that and yeah. it makes you into a clown too. I know.
1: You're a clown going about as if everything's <laughs> normal. Like are you kidding me? Yeah. But
0: So I do yeah. I do think it works. Yeah, thematically. That's um good. now there's one thing I wanted to bring up. I think I ended up saying this uh Earlier in the playthrough, I was, I was asking about um, Entrananc, which is the when Saiten and Sigurd were first telling us about Solaris. They mentioned the capital city,
1: Entrananc. And I was like, that's yeah. got
0: to be a reference to something that sounds like it well, is.
1: Well, I hear "unk," The "unk." that's Egyptian, right? So I'm thinking, like, that sounds Egyptian to me. Yeah.
0: And so what uh, people commented about was that it was a, like a, an incorrect transliteration Back into English from Japanese, which from Japanese they were trying to say. You know what's <laughs> yeah, done This happens a lot in this. The, <laughs> the
1: Japanese got it right though, because yes. a lot of times I forgive it when it's like, oh, the Japanese and ha- trying to figure out what it is in English is difficult, yeah. right? Based on how they're pronouncing it. They, if you romanize the Japanese, you get the exact spelling yeah. of, of this word in English. It should. And so be, he changed it to something
0: completely. Yeah, different. it should be etmananki. Etamananki, Right. Yeah. Instead of entrenok. So that's what it's referencing. Yeah. But this is um a, a ziggurat dedicated to Murdoch in the ancient city of Babylon. Yeah, Marduk.
1: And Marduk, Marduk. was the, the top god of the pantheon of Babylonian gods.
0: Yeah. So uh this is again another reference to Tower of Babel kind yeah. of stuff.
1: That seems so this is like Another Tower of Babel. Yes. Their last one broke, but they made a new one. Well, you have (laughs) like... They just keep doing this over and over. Because you you saw
0: that in the opening movie with the Eldridge ship, Mm -hmm. right? The ship itself was dabbling in things uh, in terms of its technology where it was trying to challenge God in a way, right? Which is... A, a, working that which an archetype yeah. of the tower of Babel yes exactly, and it's like exactly. then it, it gets destroyed
1: and it gets in, yeah.
0: by God in you know because it challenged God and Solaris in many ways is doing the same thing yes. the way that they are playing mm-hmm. God in this world and so Etmananki or Entranach, the capital city is uh, is a reference to <clears throat> Tower of Babel again where they are, trying to dabble in things that they should not.
1: And great is the fall thereof, once again. (laughs) Once again. Also, I didn't realize this at the time, but um, after playing more of this game, I'm realizing that initial scene, that cut scene that plays at the very beginning of the game, the animated one, um, has parallels with, um, well, there's a reason I didn't make this parallel, but it it seems to be a lot uh, more similar to Noah's Ark. Yeah. And... That ends up being a Tower of Babel, but began as an ark kind of thing, because they talk about building an ark and stuff. The gazelle do. Yes. And so, I just I had missed that earlier, but that's because the whole thing breaks, and Noah's ark didn't break. (laughs) So, (laughs) but that's that kind of. It seems to me that that's what that may have been, and that's what they're trying to do again. They're trying to build an ark so that they can. And there's some good uh, imagery there. Yeah, there's a whole ark can very easily turn into a Tower of Babel depending (laughs) on what you're doing. If are you hearkening to God or are you like? Challenging, challenging God. God. Yeah, Your exactly. arc may come crashing down.
0: Yeah, so um, anyways, all the stuff that we learn about what Solaris is doing in this section of the game really harken to that archetype of Tower of Babel. You yeah. Know, they, in some ways, they've convinced themselves or they believe that they are trying to be one with God or that they're in league with God. Yeah. But um, what they're doing to people, like the, the experimentation, the levels of which they're doing that uh, with the lambs, is certainly um, kind of flips the table on that. They're trying to play God in many ways. Yeah. So, good stuff. Well, and
1: Emperor Cain, Cain being the first of, well, I guess Adam and Eve would have been the first to challenge God, but between Cain and Abel, Cain was the one who was in opposition to God and he's the leader of (laughs) Etemenanke. Anyways, it's pretty (laughs) great.
0: So, um, you have to get some tickets in order to get in to see this this uh, how do you call it? This speech that that Cain is gonna give. Because the yeah. people are really unsettled right now. Well, they know the
1: gates were They destroyed. know the gate was and damaged. I don't and, know how they know that if they're living in this blissful ignorance that's controlled media and all that stuff, but yeah. somehow the word gets out, and so yeah, they're all nervous. So
0: somebody else brought this up to me. Um, when it first shows Solaris, there's like one of those FMV sequences where it's kind of like unfolding or whatever. Like a flower? And my, oh,
1: I saw that earlier. My yeah.
0: assumption was that that was sort of like a, a normal, I don't know, like a thing that Solaris does. This yeah. is sort of like opening up or unfolding or something like that. But he, he was under the assumption that that happened because the gate.
1: And mm. so like people would
0: be aware like the gate is, so there was if, if, obvious if Solaris sign. is doing this, that means, uh-oh, our gate is mm. jeopardized or something. Okay, interesting. So I don't know which the answer mm, is, interesting. but in either case, the people are aware the people know. that the gate has been jeopardized and that someone tried to get in, right? So they're all worried. And so this is what uh, the announcement is going to be about, is to try to like keep people calm, like, you know, not allow people to start panicking or whatever, and just sort of keep things under control. But... You can either watch this from, I forget what the term they use is, um, like home vision or something. It's not home, but it's some kind of TV. It was something like home vision. vision. It was like that. Yeah. But, anyways, their TV's at home. Yeah. Or you can get some tickets to actually be present. To actually be there. At yeah. the speech. And so uh, the guard tells you, you got to get tickets. And so you can got to go around and explore. There's a woman who's had an injury or something. Yeah, she's
1: like, I can't go anymore.
0: Here, you can have these tickets. Mm-hmm. Young kids like you should go see that. I'll just watch from home. Um, but while I was uh, you know, exploring around, and there's a couple things you can find. One, there's a, there's a Tifa poster on the wall. I don't know if you saw this. No, Tifa, really? Tifa Lockhart, Final Fantasy VII character. No way. There's a poster of her like on the wall of somebody's little room as you're going around in there.
1: That's so funny, I totally missed
0: that. And uh, I don't know if you knew this either. We talked about this, I think, on the week that you weren't here when, when you oh, baby early was on. born. Oh, yeah. okay. We talked about how in Final Fantasy VII, there's a reference to Xenogears in that. So oh. they're kind of having cross-referential little things in them. Right. So that's kind of cool. But um, also, Big Joe is there. He's yeah. just kind of dancing around, <laughs> spinning in circles or whatever. He's in some kind of dance course He's or so something. He's so funny. Just kind of showing up, and it makes you, it really makes you wonder, like, how on earth did you get here? (laughs) How how are you able to get to all these places? All these places that we're having a hard time. It's just a funny little reference thing,
1: but. It is. um, There's also, you go to the stores, and there's these kids that are trying to buy this certain kind of shoe, this, like, special model shoe, I can't remember what they called it, and they're sold out, and the kids are all upset about it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, like the the Pogo, the
0: Pogo shoes.
1: Yeah, the Pogo shoes. Mm
0: -hmm. And then, there's, uh, there's an NPC who, who talks about how memory cubes, w- the, the save points, right? How they send data to central control. Mm, so they're yeah. aware they here know. in Solaris that when they use that, like, they're being surveilled.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they can't not use it, I guess. Yeah, there, There's some uh, 1984 kind of stuff going yeah. on here. I also noticed some Fahrenheit 451, if you've, you guys have read that book. That's the book Burning thing, mm-hmm. right, from however long ago. Um, the idea of homovision, vision, which is from Fahrenheit oh, four fifty one, yeah. where mm-hmm. their people, their entire wall was a TV, yep. and then you get to three, four walls, and there's this one woman in Fahrenheit four fifty one, where she has three wall TVs, and she's so excited to get her fourth because then it'll be compute, complete immersion, you know, yeah. it'll be like a perfect experience. <laughs> um, but they're talking about homovision, vision. It kind of felt it gave me that kind of idea. Um, also, just the general surveillance of everything, you know, yep. you're always being watched and Uh, also the separation between the crappy life of the people doing the work and then everybody else. Yeah, so there's a lot of 1984 and Fahrenheit 451. I didn't get much Brave New World from this, although that would be another big dystopian book back in the day. I didn't get as much of that, because that's more centered around like drugs and everyone's being happy. Uh, It could still be there. Um, oh, yeah, and then Soylent Green, of course. Yes. It's like, I feel like they read all four of those books, <laughs> and they were like, okay, let's make a thing that's like all of that, like yeah. explicitly, like very clearly all of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the Soylent Green reference is very on the nose, but we'll yeah. get to that in a second. So anyways, you end up getting the, uh, the tickets, and you get in during the Emperor's speech. Yeah. And it was kind of cool how um, they have Ellie more or less like translating for
1: fake. Yes, and as I mean, soon as she's gone, we're like we can't. We have can't no talk idea what to anyone's saying, anymore, right? Yeah, that's so pretty cool. They're
0: speaking Solarian here. Yeah, um, and I don't know how much in the weeds I want to get into this. It was just a thought that I had because I've been saying this for many, many podcasts now, <laughs> but I'm almost done with it. I've been reading the book of *Shogun*. Oh, of and course. And in *Shogun*, uh, they do something really clever with. Um, making everything be in english right Mm. but like differentiating between different languages okay so like blackthorn the main character um he can speak portuguese and latin Mm. and the all these different languages right or english or he's learning japanese as he's there um so Mm. when he's uh, talking to other people in portuguese it's pretty like standard english but when he starts speaking in Latin to those who understand Latin, when he doesn't want someone who might know Portuguese to know what he's saying. Mm. It goes into the kind of that, um, like, uh, early modern English mode, that the makes these sense. and the vows. Yeah, and, the ancient, ancient Latin. And yeah. so, like, he, he'll just, like, seamlessly, the, the author will just seamlessly go from the, thou, thine, mm. into, like, regular English again, and you know, oh, he's switching to Portuguese, or he's switching to Latin now, mm. right? And it's pretty, like, clever, cool. I That's felt, cool. way I of doing that. Um, and it would be nice if maybe there was some way that they could do something kind of like that, mm. um, where like you could differentiate or, or know, <laughs> like okay, they're speaking Solarian here, but like we need to understand what they're saying. Um,
1: yeah, but anyways, I didn't get that for a while. It, it, it
0: wasn't until Ellie. I, th- I think she does mention. Do you want says, me to translate, I'll translate for translate you? translate for you, yeah. Right, but, but then but you just—it isn't until Faye is alone. That you like, oh, okay, like yeah, you know, the speaking solari. That you it.
1: realize that you don't know what anyone's saying, and that's um, interesting. Yeah, but it's Samson, like as, Samson. you definitely spoke our language.
0: Yeah, as you're going around, that's true actually, because those are lambs, I would guess, who have been yeah, yeah. abducted, I and Faye so. would be able to talk to them. But um, I don't know. It would have been it would have been nice to like have like a stronger moment of like, oh, Faye can't understand. It's okay. Like, don't talk. Yeah. I'll tr- I'll make sure that he way he needs to rely on. on
1: her cuz you don't get that. Yeah, that's
0: true. I mean, like right. they they're trying to hide the fact that he's a lamb. So, he wouldn't be talking and he wouldn't and she wouldn't be like translating so that people would know of translate. Mm-hmm. It's just that she's with us and she understands what people are saying. He would not. Yeah. And it not until they get to um this this speech where she like says okay i'll translate like
1: yeah yeah uh, that should have come right live earlier. for you
0: yeah right anyways but it's it's still pretty cool that 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 detail is there because earlier in the game it wasn't since like way back in the forest that um we've really had mm-hmm. characters speaking in this way
1: 10. oh you're right because she said like stop or something with the gun yeah. But other than that, she started speaking I, I would assume
0: but. that characters like Ramses and Miang, when they're speaking to each other, would be using Solarian. Yeah. Or when Graf is talking to... Or like, like the Gazel Ministry is talking to Krellian. They're probably doing that. But it's been so yeah. long since we've had like a person speaking Solarian directly that you, it kind of just melds together. And so mm-hmm. I, I was, as I was reading Shogun, I was like, it'd be interesting if they had some way to just a different way of writing the English so that it delineated between, okay, they're speaking Solarian here and they're speaking lamb here, right? But Hmm. whatever, it's not that big of a deal. Just something I thought about. But the speech itself is really interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, So it starts off with Emperor Kane. Now, I can't remember when this came up. I'll probably have to make an addendum to this or, or go back and show the footage from earlier in the game. Where the Gazelle ministry mentions something about using a double for Cain, right? So, so when Cain appears in front of people, that's not the real Emperor Cain. They have like yeah. a body double person who they use to project their message, the Gazelle's message to the people. Mm-hmm. And I assume that that's what's happening here. So when Cain comes up and he gives his speech and, you know, like saying all these things, uh, you know, kind of the propaganda like sp- uh, speech that he gives there. That's not the legitimate Emperor Kane, who we know mm-hmm. is having s- at least a little bit of um, resistance to the Gazelle. They have yes. some rifts between them.
1: <clears throat> and who Satan can talk to. Yeah. Maybe telepathically, just at a <laughs> certain time.
0: So, yeah. so this person talking in the, the costume of the Emperor is not the actual Emperor. And it's mm. nice that the Emperor always comes with the mask on because yeah. now they can hide that fact right but in any case he's just a puppet the 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 caricature of emperor kane in solaris is just something that the gazelle uses to like you know spread their their propaganda message but it's Crowlian mm. who ends up coming up
1: kind yeah, of in the yeah. middle
0: of it who like gets to like the important and
1: stuff. he gives the yeah, the actual the stuff. real speech right Yeah.
0: Um, and it's it, it, really cool scene here where Faye has a flashback. He, like, recognizes Krellian when he sees him, almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. And w- this isn't the first time we've seen him, though, right? It was the first time that is the first time Faye has seen him. Oh, because Faye's sometimes passed out, and Ellie yeah. and others... Okay.
0: And, and like, hmm. he's been in his little fishbowl ship flying around he doing come stuff. Out. But he hasn't, like, confronted us hmm. yet. This is the okay. first time our party in the game would have... Now, Ellie would recognize who Krellian is because she lives there. But... Faye is seeing him for what he supposes is the first time, but he feels like he knows him, like he's familiar. And they flash yeah. back to Nysan. And, uh
1: Yeah, this was the biggest, most in-depth like memory of Faye's that we've yeah, seen so we've far. Seen Usually so far. it's just images and little snippets here and there. This was like a full, almost a full narrative. Yeah,
0: so like, Krellian at that time has like blue hair, and he's got, so mm-hmm. his hair is grayed in the, oh, the modern age, I think, okay. is what that's supposed to be mm. signifying. He's lived a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, not aged, you know, 500 years, but aged somewhat, right? Um, and so, like, he had blue hair at that time and a character who looks exactly like Faye, is dressed exactly like Faye, but is named Lacan. Lacan, yeah. Uh, comes walking in. Now, the, the other time that we've heard that name was all the way back the first time we visited Nicean. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he with has the, painting, the flashback yeah. of painting Sophia. Mm-hmm. And Sophia called him Lacan in that flashback. Yes. So this character is Lacan in the time of Sophia, 500 yeah. years ago. When, as we learned in Shavat, Crowleyan was allied with Nisan and yes. with Ave yeah. um, against Solaris mm-hmm. and Shavat. So Crowleyan comes to Nisan in the scene and Lacan is there with him. And there's, uh, you can kind of see that they are friends, you know, they know mm. each other and they're, they're talking to each other. Um, uh, sets up a really good mystery here um, as to, like, how did Krellian go from a surface dweller in Nisan who, who opposes Solaris to being effectively the leader of Solaris mm-hmm. now? <laughs> like, what happened there?
1: Right? Yeah. I don't know that we get that answered in, not this, yet. in this play session. But yeah, that is, that is like the biggest question. But it's this, like, holy crap, what play.
0: happened to Krellian? And then they, they had a few breadcrumbs of that in Shabbat earlier. But this is yes. the first time where if you're not talking to optional characters and NPCs and things like that, that really lays it on you. Um, but one other thing I want to mention, and this is not something we're going to have time to get into today at all. But Lacan, the name Lacan.
1: Jacques Lacan. Yeah,
0: is a reference to the French psychoanalyst yeah. Jacques Lacan.
1: Who I mentioned a couple episodes ago. He's the one who came up with the um, the mirror stage yes. of film, film yes. watching. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and he, he, just like uh, Carl Jung and Freud and other uh, mm-hmm. psychoanalysts that they've referenced in the game, like what, you know, the the things he, he talked about in his lectures and, uh, and things like that, some of those things are going to be very important to mm-hmm. understanding a particular part of the plot of Xenogears. That being said, that particular part of talking about where you need to know Jacques Lacan in order to understand what happened here is okay. not happening today. Okay. So, they're saving that for later because that's Fair gonna be enough. a whole big thing. <laughs> but, but just be aware I... that uh, it's not like necessarily a bad idea to familiarize yourself a little bit with, yeah. you know, what Lacan Le- taught, what he thought. It, it, it will help you yeah. to sort of like understand what's going on in a specific
1: part that's coming up. Well, he was a smart guy, but I do have to say I'm not a huge fan of in this game when certain names are used that are references to older figures but are not relevant to the older figure, but like yes, sometimes they are. They are. are. Like, like three <laughs> times they are, but all the other times
0: they're not. You they're know? just well, references, but they're not um, like actually integral to anything. Exactly.
1: So now I'm thinking, okay, Cain might actually parallel Cain from the Bible now. Okay, interesting stuff. But they also put up this Mahanan in his speech when, when yeah. Cain is talking. He talks about Mahanan, which is God or paradise or something. I don't know exactly what he's referring to when he says Mahanan, We'll get into that
0: because, yeah.
1: Well, but I do know that Cain is dubbed the Master Mahan in Genesis. They call him Master Mahan. And Mahan means, it's an Egyptian word, ancient Egyptian, but it means snake or it means coil. But Mahan was the the snake god, right, of ancient Egypt. And um, referencing, well, pairing Cain with the idea of a snake um, is where the word Mahan comes from. But anyways, that's another biblical thing. So I'm pretty sure that Cain is gonna follow some biblical things, but I'm, I'm gonna have to wait and find out. But <laughs> it's interesting, it's good to know when they do actually parallel things. So I, yeah, you
0: know, yeah. Lacan so or Lacan or is else. actually going to be an important reference, and okay. we'll get to that later. But anyways. Um, Lacan
1: and Eric Fromm were actually similar in some other ideas. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, and Eric Fromm, by the way. E-R-I-C-H. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> Ellie's father's name is Eric. Yes, Eric, and there's, is,
1: there's two Eric's with that C-H. One of them is Eric Neumann, who wrote the origins of consciousness and uh, or origins and history of consciousness which was great he's jungian yeah. but eric Fromm was, was similar to lacan was a little more hegelian a little more freudian so yeah.
0: so could be either one of them but. could be either one <laughs> anyways um the important thing that we learned from the speech from carlian is that um they have captured the other party members hmm. um so they have bart and they have Maria and they have uh, Billy and all of them, right? They, they have him captured. And so Faye starts freaking out. And he's like, oh, he's not being aware of himself. He's not.
1: <laughs> yes, but previously he had looked at Ellie and said, hey Ellie, are you okay? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm fine, nothing. Like mm-hmm. we're good. But that's weird because she was supposed to be translating. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Um, and then we start freaking out. That makes me think she was having her own flashback for a moment there. Maybe. And maybe that's the reason we even noticed was she stopped translating and we're like, what's your name? So then we start having a flashback and I think there's probably a connection between us and and Ellie there. Yeah.
0: But uh, he starts to forget himself. He starts shouting a little bit. Obviously he would not be shouting in
1: Solarian. He'd be shouting in Lamb language. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. As if the fact that Ellie's sitting there translating to him in the back of everybody who should understand this isn't enough of a giveaway that he starts shouting. Um, There's one other thing though. There's a person Within Krellian's past and phase, well, Lacan's past, Lacan, <laughs> Lacan's present, well, at the time. Um, anyways, is named Melchior, right? Yes, that's right. That's and right, that's and right. that Melchior was um, was Karelian's, like uh, mentor, master, mentor, yeah. yeah. And uh, Melchior is the he, third Hebrew, wise it's a comment. Yes, but is a, it's a combination of Melik means king and Ur means light. So Me- Melchior is Melek, or the king of light. Um, yeah. And that we don't we pur- they purposely don't show his face but yeah. he's got those those powers that mystique kind of thing but yeah
0: yeah, yeah I fr- I'm glad you brought that up because I was wondering I, I think in one of the other episodes I was like I don't remember because we were trying to account for all the wise men in the game Melchior, Gaspar and Melchior, Balthazar and Balthazar yeah. and we were like uh, is Wiseman a wiseman <laughs> it's like <laughs> the name would suggest that and are there more than three wise men? and I was like I could not remember yeah. Where Melchior appears in the game, but mm. here it is. There Melchior is. was um, was Trellian's, yeah, like mentor yeah. teacher. So presumably sensei.
1: taught Trellian a lot of things, possibly including Some what Trellian starts doing later on.
0: Yes. So there you go. Um, then uh, <laughs> Faye forgets himself. Like I was saying, he starts shouting. He's drawing attention to himself. Now, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. My oh. first.
1: Shoot, I'm Did sorry. you have something else? I got more notes, Kay. man. I got more notes before you leave <laughs> on because this, this dream I, I put a lot there. Uh, the he at the very last words of the dream as he's talking to Melchior and Lacan is present, he says, so even even Mother Sophia could da 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 da. And it's something about he, this new technology that's gonna help people and it's the it's the thing that Emeralda was oh, made yes, in. Yes, right? the the nanotechnology. That Krellian made that, it seems. And um, that this was going to help people. It could even help Sophia, is what he says. This Uh, could even, even Sophia, dot, dot, dot. And I I looked up the Japanese, same kind of thing. It's just, as for Sophia, dot, 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 and that's it. But, you know, my note here is that um, Mother Sophia could theoretically live on forever, is I believe what the implication of that was, uh, because they're talking about how the machine can help people. Okay, so
0: really good catch. All that kind of stuff. Um, What I'm about to say is not a spoiler, because we encounter this later in this exact play session, Okay. where it's just, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So I'm just going to say this now and then we'll maybe elaborate on it in a minute. Crowlian is like a molecular biologist. Well, nanotechnology is his.
1: Nano, yeah, that's, is that biology is it, or is that, yeah. It's, it's, that's funny.
0: Anyways, he, he genetic, na- genetic, Genetic engineering yeah. is, might not be his focus. That's what's happening in Solaris. But he, he is specifically into nanotechnology. Yeah, into
1: nanomachines, yeah.
0: So this would have been true of him 500 years ago as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what's being referenced in the scene, like you're saying, yes. Yeah. But as he elaborates on in the scene with Ellie later on here, mm-hmm. um, he hadn't like figured out how to get nanomachines to complex be at the atomic and level small enough yes. to actually carry out what he wants to do. Right. That's why he had to go to the Zebewim era's nanotechnology to fill in the gaps of his own knowledge. Mm. So whatever he was working on there at the 500 mm. years ago relating to Sophia, he obviously wasn't successful at he could not figure out how to get the right Nano machine technology. So the to one make he
1: made work. is not the one that we see. Right, Zebulon later on. That makes Because
0: sense. he he says straight up like it wasn't until I got Emeralda yeah. that I was able to actually Animal- yeah figure that out. Get this to work correctly. Okay,
1: I, that makes sense. So
0: yeah, he was working on something 500 years ago,
1: and, and he could see the potential of it. Yeah, but couldn't complete but it. But wasn't able to do it. It
0: wasn't until the Zebulon era technology filled in the gaps that he could actually get where he mm. wants to get
1: with it. Imagine so, working on the same thing for 500 years and not, <laughs> yeah, and like failing finishing, and failing, it, and failing, and, and failing.
0: not being able to figure it out. Jeez. It's basically what happened with Crowley. Okay, we good? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Faye forgets himself. People, he draws attention to him, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And um, okay, so what well, I was going to say.
1: There's a good. Um, there's a good Japanese part here um, oh. because he's getting upset. Well, you know, you say your thing. first Catch. because that might be before.
0: So, Faye. I guess what I was going to say is, at the beginning of the place, the beginning of the podcast, episode one and two, I mm. talked about how my impression of Faye was that he was exceptionally stupid, and um, you know, maybe that interpretation is not quite right because a lot of that I was reading into the. Um, Aizuchi yes, asking yeah, yeah. questions and not being able to understand anyone. Uh, another part of Speaking it.
1: Speaking thoughts out loud or something. Another
0: part of it was clarified to me in a lot of Saiten's dialogue here right at the end of the disc. Mm. Um, and there's, it, it's, it's not like I hadn't picked up on the fact that, I don't want to get so far ahead of ourselves, but Faye's personality mm. that we know as Faye in this part, the whole time the game so far, basically um, advented or emerged
1: Yeah, three years ago. He's a three-year-old.
0: So everything that yeah. Faye, this personality of Faye knows or understands about social interaction or anything basically came from his time in Lahan village.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he's not like very adept socially in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And, and so that could explain some of his outbursts and like just not being, like, aware, like, this is not how you should behave in this moment.
1: Right. And,
0: and Saiten really hits it home with some dialogue I copied down that we'll get to later. Well, good, good, good. But this was an, this was one of the examples in my first playthrough. I was just like, Faye is so, so, so dumb. Yes. I cannot understand why and you do this. And I think
1: I know so. where you're going, where, where that's going to go. And I, th- I think that's correct. You're kind of supposed to think that he's pretty stupid. Yes. <laughs> because they have a good reason for why but he acts that way.
0: he brings, like... The the the, like the sentries the uh, like the robots that sort yes. of go around you know surveilling the place and some other military guys he brings catches them their over attention they have to run yeah and they go through some like uh, some tunnels uh, under under the surface where they're at and they kind of come up but right got, next to Ellie's house
1: I've got things about that argument Kay. though because it's ahead. a fun it's a weird argument it's just it's very strange because he's just <laughs> shouting it, it does remind me like I have a kid who's two and it's like. If you run in the street, a car will kill you. Yes. And he can't help it. He can't he not run in the street. Understand? He will run in the street. And I'm not, like, Faye isn't really a three-year-old. He's obviously a mature, you know.
0: Yeah, he's a teenager. Person, 18 yeah. Eighteen-year-old or something. With
1: a brain that's, you know, anatomically correct. Maybe <laughs> not functionally perfect, but, you know, it, it's designed biologically to be a brain. And, um, you know, but, but still having only three years of his conscious kind of learning things. You yes. Know? And you still have to go through certain stages, even if you're older, if you, like people who wake up from seizures or something like Oh, yeah. They are not just seizures. What's the word? Coma. Uh, a coma, people who wake up from a coma will often have to relearn basic stuff and yeah. they will act younger. They will act yes. immature and things. You know, sure. Until they get things figured out. So I, I see a lot of that going on here. But um, he says something in Japanese, which is, you're, you're being a snot to oh, her. Oh, yeah. That's because she's like, why are you yelling? He's like, it's because you're being a snot. Or <laughs> No, no, because she, she asks her, what's the plan? And she's like, well, I don't know. He's like, you don't have a plan? Like, you're being a snot? I don't something know. Something like was, that, yeah. I, I don't even that. remember it because it didn't make sense in my mind. So my mind can't like make those connections. They don't work in English. So in Japanese, he does not call her a snot. I just wanted to throw this out there. He doesn't say that. He says something more along the lines of, this is why I'm being loud it's because you don't have a plan and our friends are gonna die and this is a horrible situation. Yeah, That's why I'm yelling. That's what he's saying. He that this say is why I'm making such snot. a big deal about it. it. But in English, it was chosen to translate the line of, this is why my voice is being so big. They translate it as, you're, being, you're such a snot, Ellie. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know why. And it makes him sound,
0: yeah. It, it's these it kind of combination of things that make him sound really yeah. stupid. And, but of course, he's just very concerned about Bart and the others. Yes. It's like, they're going to they're die. He Who knows like when this is going to happen? They, they said yeah. it's going to be tomorrow or something, but mm-hmm. like, how do we know that? Yeah,
1: it could be like right now. What are we
0: going to do? Yeah. Like, tell me what we're going to do. You're and the one leading like, here. I don't know. He's like, what do you mean? You don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's just really scared. Yes. And so uh, when he gets into really emotionally compromised Places. Mm-hmm. That's when he doesn't know how to handle himself. Yeah,
1: absolutely. absolutely. That's the point
0: Saiten makes later, and she and he asks Ellie about this. Yeah, if like, you notice,
1: Ellie's like, yeah, yeah. I've noticed.
0: yeah, I have noticed that he has these outbursts of, of rage. So yeah. he and this is true of children, right? Yep. is they're they they do not know how to handle their emotions. They mm-hmm. outburst this. Like, I feel frustrated. Having, yeah, yeah and, and they haven't learned how to deal with that. And so They haven't integrated Faye,
1: their complete self yet.
0: Faye, like you said, anatomically, has mm. the brain of an 18-year-old, yeah. but he has the experience, maybe, of a three-year-old in terms of mm-hmm. dealing with strong emotions.
1: Emotion specifically, yeah, yeah.
0: And this causes him to outburst because he can't control it, not necessarily because he is stupid, but because mm. he doesn't have the experience to know how to handle yeah. really high emotions. And on top of that, when he gets mentally exhausted, id takes over and so he has another personality fighting for control yeah and especially anything that induces rage or anger is going to really be like a fight there right so there's all this stuff going on inside that makes it hard for him to control his emotions
1: right because he can just as they say later he can just disassociate yeah and not deal with the emotions properly and that's where something that's when id shows up
0: exactly so they run away because he draws all that attention to them, yeah, yeah. and they emerge uh, up right next to Ellie's house. No. And he's like, "Oh my gosh, is this your house like holy crap?" So they go inside, <clears throat> and this is again where I get a little. I, I wish there was a way to delineate between when they're speaking Solarian and when they're um, not
1: with the family, <laughs>
0: because hmm. it's just hard. Because okay, Ellie's mother, uh, Medina, I think is her name, right?
1: Yeah, Medina. Yeah
0: she comes and greets you. And Ellie is obviously trying to hide the fact that this is a lamb Mm -hmm. walking around with me, right? She tries to make up a story about Mm -hmm. who he is. But she would not be, again, like, translating in real time what her mother's saying because that would give away the fact that this is a lamb.
1: Mm -hmm. So... How How do we know anything they're saying, yeah?
0: Right. Okay, so one thing I'm noticing now while editing the footage here in post is that the story that Ellie makes up is that Faye is being promoted from third-class citizen. Like, this is a recent thing that had happened. So there is some plausibility here that Medina, upon realizing that, right, would understand he was a lamb in the third-class block down below who's being You know, elevated up now, and maybe has not learned to speak Solarian yet, and maybe switches her speech into Lamb mid discussion. But we will continue to sort of um, go back and forth on: Oh, did she? Does Medina speak Lamb regularly or not in the home? We'll get into that more. But I just noticed as I was editing the footage in that. That Ellie does mention that he was a third class citizen. He's being promoted. And so maybe then Medina would recognize that and switch into Solarian. And then, you know, Faye would be able to understand what she's saying. Anyways, just something I wanted to add into this. So Medina asks Faye a question directly. And I forgot to copy down what it is. But he doesn't know how to respond.
1: He actually says no. She she asks like to confirm what Ellie's doing, and, and he like, says uh, no. no um, and this not, is not, why not.
0: I'm a little confused because it's like he wouldn't even understand the question if it was Solarian,
1: yeah.
0: At all, if Medina is not speaking Solarian, she's speaking Lamb. I also question why. Mm-hmm. It does uh, that just seems weird. Yeah, to me. I seems... don't know why I mean, now. Yeah. we do know that uh, Ellie's father takes pity on lambs and Mm -hmm. took in uh, some kind of um, housekeeper or maid or something who was a lamb. We learn all about that in a minute. So obviously the people in the household would be able to speak lamb. My question is would they primarily do that in their own household unless they're talking to the maid? So is, I guess Medina would have to be speaking lamb.
1: She would have to. But, but in an intimate conversation between her and her daughter where somebody else is somebody listening. Somebody else. Who she would assume who, is <laughs> a soldier who with Solaris. Ellie is
0: telling is yeah. that, right? Ellie's yeah. telling them this person is like a part salarian. of the special forces. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I've brought him over to her house. I don't, it's weird to me that Medina would speak lamb to that person instead of Solarian. Or that when someone they don't know enters the house, who they assume is part of the Solarian society would not be speaking Solarian to them. So anyways, this is a nitpicky thing, I admit. It's not that big of a deal. But it just kind of like adds to my confusion about... Yeah, yeah when or not they're speaking Solarian. Right, and well,
1: that creates a, a dissonance in your mind that makes it difficult to immerse in the story. Sure. And that, yeah.
0: But the important part of this is I that- I
1: will say I actually did not pick up on that.
0: <laughs> I was, uh, again, feeling like, Faye, why are you so dumb? She's like yeah.
1: creating like, uh, uh,
0: uh, an, no. an explanation for you. All you have to do and is he, say yes. He he, he, he denies it. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, that's pretty funny. She, like, creates Um,
0: the perfect, like, explanation for why he's here and who he is. And when Medina says, is that right? He goes, no.
1: Um, I mean, yeah. And then then they leave, and she doesn't question him any further. What do you... Just say yes, man. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Right? I wonder if there's a reason for that. If there's, like, a superego reason. Like, don't tell a lie kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, you're not allowed to do this.
0: (laughs) So, then they go into her room, which has a shower in the middle of it. It's actually <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> the technology of it, oh, I actually find pretty cool. Like, that'd be dope to have, like, a shower like that with almost, like, display walls or whatever. Yes, going but, but
1: it. I thought when, it, when she gets in there, it all turns white, right? Yeah, it's a now, steam. I thought yeah. it was that there was a technology that made it white so nobody could see because yeah. there is that, such a thing nowadays right. where you can make glass that will become opaque in, in a moment. But I guess it was just steam. That's literally just just a glass thingy. Yeah. And so she's just in there, and she don't make a big deal about it. it. Well, that could be that could be a connection with uh, whatever you call it, Brave New World, where that's just not a big deal in the oh, post morality sure. future, where everything is just okay, and that she's like whatevs. And then and then when Faye takes a shower, he's just like, "Don't look at me." And he's like covering. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's all facing
0: away and stressed she, out about she it. She thinks
1: it's so cute. But this was another thing
0: that contributed to my feelings about Faye. And this could be interpreted as he's just feeling um, awkward and embarrassed because she's showering right next to him. Because he turns away and he's like, oh, so was that your mom? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, she's pretty. Yeah, that was It's funny.
0: just like, of course. that's. Now, again, I, don't, no, but I the, don't know whether or not he understood what she was saying, because if she's speaking Solarian, <laughs> then maybe he could be confused about who that was. His answer would make
1: sense when he goes, um, no, er, uh, that. His answer yeah. makes sense if he didn't understand the question. Yeah. Which may be that. They, if, that wasn't obvious. If he
0: didn't understand the conversation happening between Ellie and her mother, that would be, oh, who was that person? Was that your mom? But yeah. if he does understand it, and they're all speaking lamb, he looks really dumb. Having just talked with her mother, he, she addressed her as, hi, she mother, did. the first thing she says well, when she walks in. that makes me
1: think that he didn't understand it, so he didn't yeah. know what she was saying, but right. they, they, that wasn't, they didn't do a great job of that within that scene immediately, but I guess they're trying to make up for it afterwards, like, oh, yeah. he didn't know what they were saying, and they are trying to hammer home the idea that Ellie considers this to be her mother despite the knowledge the rumor that she well the rumor sure that that is not technically her her real mother yeah but she won't if you ask her she'll say yeah that's my mom and no no more i have a lot of
0: questions on this too because i
1: know me too is it the maid is it the maid is that it because because that wouldn't fly in my house my wife i'd be like oh let's bring her (laughs) into our house now knowing
0: the whole story we gotta we gotta do this but Okay. Anyways, she makes him shower, too. They're gross. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. They've been fighting and running and sweating and, like, who knows how long well, it's been. And I he makes Sabata, the comment that
1: he hasn't taken a bath since freaking Satan's bathtub. Which seems weird. I know. That's kind of awkward. Well, I don't know if he says it's, but how it's long ago? since then.
0: Or if it was like, oh, this is just so much better than, than what bad. I'm accustomed to, which is yes. Doc's, like, bathtub or
1: whatever. I guess he goes to take a bath at Doc's house a But I would,
0: I would have to assume while they're in Shavat. That,
1: oh, that they, they got bathed. Up? <laughs> Where's your proof? <laughs> or something Show like that. Show me some proof. When
0: you rest at inns or whatever, I yes, would assume.
1: I would assume that too. It's so funny but, when they do, and they do another thing later on where they eat food in this playthrough where it's like, yeah. oh, time to eat. We better go eat real quick. And it's yeah. like, I'm assuming you guys have, have been, been eating, eating but I guess you haven't been?
0: Well, at least since they got to Solaris, but who... Again, the, the yeah, time yeah. passage abstract is kind of hard to follow. Yeah, it's pretty sometimes difficult. in this game, but anyways, the the important thing is, uh, she wants to log onto her father's computer yeah, to try to find out if they where can, if the where and are. when yeah. the prisoners are supposed to be executed, yeah. so that they can actually construct a plan to save them. Right. So she's like, I can log on to that computer. Last time I did it, I got in a lot of trouble, but he's not here right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to log in there, see if we can figure something out. Yeah. Um, uh, so you go in there, and she's like... <laughs> again, it's just well,
1: the password. Right? Oh, the password. <laughs> Maybe it's my name. It's got to be something related to me. It's my name backwards. Oh, there it is. But there is, I did notice a thing. Her (laughs) name sounds interesting backwards. Um, Oh, yes. Oh, nice catch. uh, Mia. Nice catch. Because I thought, my thought was Mia. Well, just understanding languages. Actually, there's a specific thing in Korean when being translated over to Japanese. The NG sound often becomes an L sound in the Japanese. Anyways, but I was like, Miali, Miali, whatever?
0: Something like that? That is an astonishing good catch on (laughs) your part. But
1: but it sounds a little bit like like Miang's name. And so anyways, I just kind of thought of that. I was like, oh, whoa, what okay. the fetch? And it kind of made me go through every character's name backwards. I was like, are there <laughs> other like reverse coded, oh, reverse things, coded here? things Just yeah. assuming, it could totally be an accident, but I know that the word El Chaim is, is weird anyways. And I know they say Eliam, but once I saw it, L L L H Y M, is that it? L, E, L, H, A, Y, M. That's Hebrew. Yeah. It, it um, means, what does it mean? Love? Chaim? Chaim? means love, something like that? Hold on, let me. Look that up. Because I actually did look this up, but now I am. Um,
0: While you're doing that though, as we know, Haim. many of the names here were not correctly transliterated. Yes, so I So Miang, have you looked at what Miang's
1: name is okay. in Japanese? so it means life. Miang's so, so, name. Uh, so
0: Heim means? means Haim yeah, Haim means, Haim means, means life.
1: life. El Haim means the life. I said love, but whatever. El yeah, Haim, yeah, Heim is life. And that was Jean Simmons' real name. Is Chaim. Oh, yeah. It's actually a common name in yeah. Israel, Chaim, but um, yeah, it means life. Anyway, so I looked at that and I was like, "That's funny," because it's German, but her name is is Hebrew, and that maybe gives some insight into her nature being a little different from all the other Solarians, you know, okay. who are like more German, I guess, like Eric oh. with the
0: Ch. Hold on, there was one thing Where I forgot to mention here. Hebrew. Okay. So before she showers and everything like that, maybe I'll go back and edit this in the right place. Um, She mentions the rumor. Because he he comments when he's talking about your mother, like, you don't look like her. Or I guess she is showering when this is happening. Anyways, he's mentioning, like, was that your mother? She's pretty. But then uh, he's like, you don't really look like her, right?
1: Yes. And she's like, haven't you noticed? And that's My skin, my hair, and my eyes are all different. I did not notice that because her skin was just about the same color as everyone seems else Seems white to me. <laughs> I don't notice much about her eyes. Are they green? Are her eyes they're, green? I think they're blue, aren't they? Are they blue? Or is, is the That's other like her... The other solarians don't have blue eyes? Um,
0: hold on. Because
1: uh, I've noticed a blonde hair kind of thing going on, but... Um, yeah, I think she got blue eyes. As far as I can tell...
0: They, 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 a lot of them do have blonde hair, though, yeah. I mean, both of her parents have blonde hair, right?
1: So, um... Whatever. Anyways, her eyes are. Blue. I got Miyang's name too. Her eyes are blue, but what's her like? What's her? Um, what are normal? Sol- she says, "Haven't you noticed so the difference see. between me and other Salarians? Now the thing is, you don't get very many character portraits of the other Salarians. Yeah, they're just text boxes. Well, I think, but so her he's, father—he's got like her father's like brown got brown eyes, eyes and blonde hair. I get Blond the blonde hair. thing.
0: Uh, here's Medina, mother. She's got like very almost gray. But like their the gray light
1: is kind of bluish. I would just say that hair. I wouldn't look at Elium and think, oh, oh you're so you're different from all the others. Like other you're salarians. a different race or something. I, I, right? I would not have thought that. And her I skin is either. no different from all the others. So I don't get where she was going there.
0: Agreed. However, she's supposed to be pointing out the fact that she's different. She has, a, she has different features from purebred Solarians. We're supposed to take from that. The yeah. fact that she's raised as a purebred, but she has character traits, hair color, things like that, that are not part of the genetic line of purebred Solarians.
1: Yeah, and that it's like haven't you noticed that? Mm. Well, no, haven't haven't Solarius, no- Solaria, and Sol- Solaris, haven't noticed. they noticed that you don't belong? Right. Like it's it's kind of interesting.
0: But the the rumor that Dominia um, referenced earlier about her n- not being purebred, that she was actually a lamb. She says something about some rumor, right? Dominion, she was fighting us. Yes. Ellie seems to think that it's true. Mm. Ellie seems here to confirm that she believes that it's true. Her Mm. father took in some kind of maid or or house worker or something, and that that was Ellie's real mother. Now, admittedly, in this scene, they do not go into the kind of detail to where you would be able to make out to precisely decide. what happened. Yes, that is true. Not even just is she really Medina's child or not, but even like, wait, if she's not, how, how could that have happened and how would that work in the family household? And yeah, it's kind of weird. It, there, there's so many questions that yeah. open up that they don't even attempt to answer. So part of me is like, okay, um, just like anyone else, the neighbors or whatever, you know, we're just kind of left in the dark on this and it's right. left ambiguous on purpose. But um, when Ellie goes into the computer, right, and her name backwards, stupid, <laughs> absolutely would never happen for a top brass military no. guy to have a freaking password like that.
1: I know, my gosh, <laughs> my gosh. But
0: whatever, we'll throw that aside. Um, she finds out where they're being kept, all the details they, they, they need to get their plan, but he comes back home in the middle of it. So as they're on the computer, Eric yeah. Van Houten, her father, comes back, and he's like, what are you doing? I told you not to touch that. Who is this strange person? He calls in some security mm-hmm. like right away to like, come take care of this. She's like, no, no, stop, Like don't do that. Um, but in the middle of their argument, so Ellie's trying to convince him to call it off, and he's like, no, I don't trust this person. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Like this, I told you to stay away from that. I can't let this go. He's
1: just going to kill us. He pulls out he a pulls gun. He pulls out a gun, and he's got She a jumps in front. Up, she yeah. jumps in
0: front, and so like there's this big yeah. struggle between father-daughter there. In the midst of that argument, she blurts out, I'm not really uh, uh, a Solarian myself. I'm half a lamb, so why don't you kill me too, or something like that. Right. And... You, it he, shows he Medina, face. <laughs> who is there, yes, and a big exclamation mark comes up on her head, as if like it's hard to, it's hard at first for me to decide what happened with her, yeah, there, right, because she runs away and she's all in shock, right, and Eric slaps her face. Uh, How dare you say that to your mother, right? So. There's just a, uh, different ways you could interpret this. But if you interpret it, it is impossible for Ellie's mother, Medina, not to know the answer to this. She would know whether she gave birth
1: the, to, the, the to idea Ellie is, or not. This is how I interpret it. <laughs> if I it was the
0: father, the father could be kept in the dark.
1: Yes. <laughs> right?
0: The Ellie, father could not She's an only child, right? Without a, yeah. Without a DNA test, the father could be left in the dark. Was this really my child or not? The mother would have to know you gave birth or you didn't. There's, no, there's yeah. no like way that Medina would not know the answer to this. So I would have to assume right. that the emotion she's feeling there is less, oh my gosh, that's not my daughter, and more like, oh, Ellie doesn't view me as her mother. Sure, yes. She doesn't consider me her mother. That hurts my feelings. And she I, runs away.
1: I took it to be a little even different from that, which okay. was I didn't know that Ellie knew that. okay. Like, we didn't talk about it. Ellie found out this thing that I didn't know she knew. Whatever. So That's that's the way I took that.
0: So, yes. I don't... Here's the thing that's confusing. Perfect Works, the the guidebook that goes with this game, right? It basically says... This is not a spoiler because it's not, like, pertinent to really anything. (laughs) It's just kind of a background detail. Ellie is Medina's daughter. Okay, she is according to perfect word Eric and me Medina's much. daughter. She really is. Hmm. So the fact that she looks different is just something co- else. Coincidence? Well, it, that is related genetics. to what we're going to well, start well, learning about. She's
1: secretly the Sophia character, right? And so the anti-type. Right, she's the anti-type, right. and so that makes. But okay, that makes sense. But she looks like the past anti-type, whereas. Well, no, because Faye looks like Lacan. Um, And he's the contact. Despite Id being the one who, as we find out in this playthrough, Id is the one who was the person, um, not Faye so much. Faye, Faye took over Id's body rather than the other way around.
0: Well, hold on. Hold on. We're going to get all into okay. that, too, because okay. that could be very hard to but, understand. But I feel well. like
1: that might be relevant in some way here, But anyways, because Ellie has a similar thing going on. Okay.
0: Ellie looks different because she's the anti-type, not because she's the daughter of the, the housemaid or whatever. That makes sense, yeah. But she came to assume she was because right. she doesn't know anything about what the anti-type is. Right. But I look different than my parents. This makes no sense. Sure. And then Dominia so,
1: kind of gave her a seed of yeah, maybe that's...
0: So, True. so I think what your interpretation was is probably pretty close to the truth. Medina didn't know that Ellie knew, or she's hurt, also in part, that Ellie does not consider her to be her right. real mother when she actually is. That, like, mm-hmm. pains her, and so she runs out. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah.
1: That would maybe be the worst thing ever, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, and, and how long has my daughter not thought that I was mm-hmm. her real mother? How? yeah How long has this been going on that she's believed this or whatever when it's not even the truth, right? so that's what's happening there. Eric gets pissed and is eventually convinced to let faye go
1: now i mm. I'm not a fan of how that that happens because he's saying, okay, because Ellie's like, no, I brought him here this is this is fine, this is my idea yeah. um but uh Eric is like, well. I don't care what you say, I'm gonna kill him because what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing. And let's blame it on him and just like get on with our lives. Like, let's just, he's our perfect scapegoat. We don't need to like complicate things. Like, if we kill him, then we're good. And that shows some of Eric's maybe more conflicted, well, the way he rationalizes what he himself does or has done in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, But Ellie shows up, insults the mother, Eric slaps Ellie, and then we get, in, we get into a mother-father domestic <laughs> abuse situation, saying, th- he was going to kill us, yet we now step over and say, don't hit your daughter, like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I'll turn myself in, everything's fine, and then he changes his heart. I don't, I don't get when or where Eric changed his heart. Changes his mind. Other anymore. than that Ellie stepped in front of the bullet for us, and then we stepped in. For her. It's like, oh, maybe. And this he's guy like, they is both like each other and not so a bad guy necessarily. Right. He'll take a bullet for her and she'll take a bullet for him. Still. Should I really not necessarily kill? the
0: most convincing thing for a top brass military guy of Solaris to do. I know however, it makes no sense. However, it makes no sense. There is an element to his character where he is sympathetic to Lamb. Yes, absolutely. Where he knows what Solaris is doing is wrong. And so I could kind of see, like, okay, he, he doesn't have a prejudice against lambs, so it's not that. He thought he was suspicious, and he was, like, spying on him, but he mm-hmm. knows that, like, what Solaris is doing is super shady, and his daughter is, like, willing to die for this person, and then return to yeah, that, that, the, the guy willing is willing to... to die for her. Yeah. maybe it's, Maybe I've enough. got this wrong.
1: Right. That's enough just there. It's not the words, though. Yeah. It's the general, the way the scene plays out. The words... Not convincing in the slightest. I wouldn't say <laughs> as to like, okay, you can go now. Like, I'm willing to risk everything for you. Yeah. But the scenario of the scene, it 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 makes sense more or less given given that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I will say too, it's so funny that um, just like selfie in front of 8 Ellie is the most elite Navy SEAL in the world and she comes home with this boy and she's like, oh, he's a soldier and then they go to her bedroom <laughs> and they just, they're chilling in her bedroom and the mom's Taking like showers whatever. showers and stuff. I'm like, oh, my dad hates it when I get on his computer. Oh, dad, oh, he, I got caught using my dad's computer. <laughs> oh, man. Now, I think there might be something to that though because um, he, uh, Eric is not proud of what he does or yeah. what he has done for work and wanting to hide that from his daughter makes sense. Right. Yeah. So he w- would be really hard on her, like, don't get on my computer. Yeah. But but the fact that she's a Navy SEAL living at home, bringing boys <laughs> back, and the parents, you know, it's 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 a funny situation, funny situation to be in. But they're still they're still teenagers. So it what it it's it's, it's, of uh, it's an anime. You know, yeah, yeah. It's shown And then the the dad hit, hitting the daughter, who's literally the most powerful Navy SEAL, <laughs> and he's just like, "How dare you slap?"
0: Okay. So anyways, he lets fey go yes and he like shoots out the window and lets him escape and so he's going to kind of cover for this right when the when the, the security gets here um but Faye is running around by himself like trying to figure out where to go he does not speak so long, and if he try to talk to npcs and stuff he doesn't he can't understand yeah, what they're saying it's like
1: ampersands and asterisks yeah it's like it's
0: like all jumbled up and he can't yeah. he can't understand what he was saying He's like, oh, where do I go? He's running through, and then he's going back down, like towards like the where that security checkpoint is that disintegrates people, and a guard stops him. He's like, hey, you, like, come with me, kind of thing. And then Satan, you know, pops out of it. Yes, of course. It's like it's me, you know. Hey, didn't Um, you
1: notice? Yeah.
0: So, um, this is really interesting to me, Um, and this is where this part, like this part of the story. Starts to lead up to probably my favorite part of the whole game, and from yeah. here it just like ramps this up. This was a good to like this was an intense just the coolest fetching yeah. uh, twist slash untwist slash like <laughs> what's really going on here slash all this dialogue to just unpack. Yeah, it is so awesome. This is my favorite part of the Gears. Like it's not close.
1: It was really cool. After, I really love this the, by the <laughs> very end of disc one. When it said Insert Disc 2, I was like, that was a ride, man. That was that awesome. That was a roller coaster, and it was pretty cool. It was, like, very, very This very is, cool.
0: like, what everything we've done so far has built up to, and it's just paid off so magnificently. It's yeah. so awesome. So, Saiten, I love this, is going to help him get through the security, right? Because yeah. Saiten was uh, a Solarian of decade, higher rank. Yeah, yeah. He was in the military. They go across, and Faye... This is speaking to some of his more intelligent side, his observant yeah, yeah, side, yeah. right? He, the fact that he's not stupid. He's like, wait a minute, Doc. How on earth did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't been in the military of Solaris forever. And he, and he really struggles to explain it. He For gets, the first
1: time, like he ever. He did
0: not have an answer to this, and he was caught. Yeah. And he did not know what to say. Yeah. And it's the first time we've... Well, maybe the second time, but... The first time in a really serious situation like this where he didn't have the ability to uh, deceive the way that he had yeah. been doing before.
1: Which is so funny because it's like the, the machine reads your, your literal DNA and your genetics. Like yeah. you can't, you are a thing or you aren't a thing. Yeah. Like you can't just weasel around that. Like, oh, maybe it had a defense.
0: You have to either be first class citizen yeah. or a member of the military to go mm. through that thing. And he's like, you are neither of those things currently. What's going on here? And he says, uh, well, that is probably they have not deleted my ID from the days that I was in the military and it's still stored in the data bank. What,
1: 20 years
0: my ago? how hilarious years monitors are sloppy. <laughs> and he tries to laugh it off and it's like, okay.
1: Right.
0: I was really suspicious of you before. Now I know something's going on.
1: Clearly, clearly.
0: I know something's going on now. Oh crap. What's gonna happen, right? This is the when I was first playing. I was like, Oh, yeah. Satan's gonna betray us,
1: dude. What's gonna happen? No, what's he gonna do? You <laughs> know me too. It's like it's not a question of if; it's a question of when and how, yeah. how bad is it gonna be? Right?
0: Yeah. And I was I was like, Oh, fetch! This is yeah. gonna be it. This is gonna be the drop the floor from underneath right. the audience moment. And I was just like, really kind of terrified at this point. So, okay. As they're making their way down into, like, uh, another... He's going to take them some other, like, roundabout way to get where they want to go. Sighton's going to lead at this point. Um, but Ellie comes back. She comes running back, and she she is going to oh, join once up we're with her. Oh, we like, you. going underground kind mm-hmm. of thing? Yeah. And um, I don't know if you had any notes in between that, but uh, mm. she runs in, and she basically explains how her parents let her go, her father in particular. When the police showed up, um, he... he Covered for her because they came for her. They're like, we want Ellie, and he's like, yeah, you're not taking my that. daughter. So yeah. he basically sacrifices his position, his rank, all of that to try yeah. to save her and let her get away. Uh, before that, though, there's a really good scene where Medina comes in and talks to Ellie while she's crying in a room, mm-hmm. and says like, Look, you are my daughter no matter what, right. and like, I believe that you should follow your heart, and you know, and so both of the parents end up supporting her in. Yeah going with Faye and doing, uh, essentially fighting against Solaris. They're, they're in full support of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the mother comes around first. And I really love that dialogue between Medina and Ellie. Um, just M- Medina as a character, uh, especially with com- what comes later in the hostage situation. Yes. Like the way that she approaches that. she's That was very good. She's a really great mother character. I, I, I really like the way that she was written, the way that this all this stuff was executed with her. Yep. Um but really nice little touching scene between them, let's her go, father, you know, is gonna hold the police there <laughs> while she escapes, but she ends up coming back down. And 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 this is another thing I really liked, is after Ellie describes all of this about what happened, and she's clearly worried about her parents and her head's kinda hanging low, Faye puts his hand on her shoulder and says, "Let's go back and help them. It's like his first thing is like, like, let's go back and help your parents. Like he's right. offering to abandon what they're doing now yeah. and go risk their lives he's to go save empathetic. go save her parents. Yeah the yeah. empathy coming from him, I thought, was really well done here. Yeah. like the, the bond that Ellie and Faye have developed has been this like slow buildup uh, from the time when they met yeah. when she was holding a gun to him, and he's shouting, like, okay, just kill me, and, you know, like, it's it's really developed into something quite yeah. touching. I, I really yeah. like and
1: it. And you can kind of graph it out, how they feel, and it's kind of funny, because the last, the last time that Faye had seen her was when he was leaving, and he once again turned around. The last thing he said to her was, and you should really leave the military. Yeah. <laughs> like, this time, like, seriously, what are you doing? Yeah. Get out of the military. Yeah. And then we leave. And it's so funny because that just harkens back to the four previous times that we told her those exact words, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like our relationship with Ellie keeps going. You know, it progresses, but it keeps going back to that point. That is the fundamental problem of the yep. difference between the two of them. That, like, she will go with him, like, 99% of the way, but but he's like... He, It's gotta be 100%. You have to literally leave everything. And finally she's back with her family and he thinks, okay, we should split because she still belongs here, right? And so it's like they went from, you know, 100 back to zero, you know, back to the starting point, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, I find it to be very realistic because they never actually dealt with that core problem, you know?
0: Yeah, and I just, I love how they've each, like, just helped each other so much throughout Mm -hmm. it. Like, she really needed him Right. To like, look at what you're doing. Like, this mm-hmm. is not you. You cannot possibly support this. You know, he had to like really like shake her out of this like idea that I, the only way for me to belong is to stay with Solaris, yeah. to, to, you know, uh, to be um, loyal to my country or whatever. Right. Even though this is pushing me away from my type two personality into Man. the negative type eight. It's not who I am. It's, I'm not happy. Um, I'm not being myself. Uh, this is like damaging to my psychology to do this. Um, this is wrong morally to do this, but I'm just turning away from that. He, she needed him, right? He had, yeah. to, he had to come down and like take her out of that mindset. And at the same time, he's going through all of his psychological brokenness and mm-hmm. feeling incomplete and all this stuff. And she's been integral to like keeping him you know, moving forward and, like, giving well, him hope. and As
1: we find out with Id, one of the reasons Id doesn't just come out all the freaking time, every yeah. second forever, is because of Ellie. It's because yeah. of Faye's connection to Ellie that yeah. keeps Faye grounded and wanting to stay uh, conscious and not, you know, yield to this other guy. Yeah.
0: yeah, And so, like, this is all just kind of builds up to this moment where he puts his hand on her shoulder and says, like, it just felt so right. It felt so good. Like, yeah. they just, their relationship has been knocked out of the park i feel like
1: they did a good <laughs> job and there's another fun part where um where satan says something along the lines of oh man what what what, what wouldn't you give faye for a good bath in my old tub back <laughs> oh yeah in yep and then you don't they, they both don't laugh about it they just yeah. look at each other and laugh yeah like i don't know i th- that, see sometimes they'll take these intense moments and like you just said that it'll culminate in this moment of you know very an intimate you know expression of like pure you know selfless love and then they'll do something comedic that usually doesn't land to yeah. kind of throw it in to, so the kids don't feel so awkward when they're playing the game. <laughs> but... That This one landed like perfect. This one was great. It was great because it wasn't, they didn't try to be that funny. It was funny enough to where it was funny, but the, their reaction to each other of having an inside yep. shared moment mm-hmm. and laughing and not even saying like, "the oh, Satan, oh, you silly <laughs> you <guy." were> the- <laughs> They just didn't say anything. They just, yeah. they just had their laugh and they didn't clue Satan into their situation mm-hmm. and they just kept going. And that was the perfect way to, to break the intensity of the moment, I yeah. think. That it's was, great. That was, that's when that, that type of comedy. That's how you do it. Because the game that's how need you release tension. Out loud, funny. Yes. It just needs to release tension. Yeah, because that's the point. And that yeah. did it perfectly.
0: It did a great job. Really liked that moment. Um, but let's see. Let's go straight into the soylent system. <laughs> so they go down into a, a little facility, and there's some cans of food, kind of like on the ground, and Faye and Ellie. Comment on how long it's been since they've had something to eat. They're, they're really hungry. They need, you know, to, to yes. keep their strength. Which and the
1: first time in the game, I guess there was that one point where we were lost at sea and Faye tries to catch a fish. Yeah, there was a more direct. Moment oh sure, that we have yeah. to eat food. Let's eat. That's food. true. Yes. Other than that, we have not seen any moments. So just the fact that they're eating food. I I caught onto this right away because she said the Soylent system. She had said this. If you if Italy. you
0: know what Soylent Green is, know
1: what? It, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my note when it said that was, um, oh, what did I say? Uh, soylent system. Oh, they're going there. Yeah, <laughs> that was my note there. So, anyways, um, I kind of knew, but e- even just in general, the fact that they're you're watching them eat when they never eat in the whole game ever is it's just, uh, it's a clue to pay attention because that has some significance in the story, right? Yeah. That's probably true of all games.
0: Yeah, it's like, uh, if you're aware of the references, like with anything in the game, if you're aware of Freud and you're aware that you'll, you'll understand it better, um, Soylent Green would be a pretty obscure reference, not only in Japan, where uh, it would be I would it's so. extremely obscure, yeah, but even in English, it wasn't like a popular movie. Middling success, especially yeah. for, a star as big as Charlton Heston. It's not like one of his oh, hits, right? right? Mm-hmm. Where he, he plays like the main character in the movie. But mm-hmm. that, actual, that particular part, Soylent Green is people! It's people! As right. he's being carried away, right? Listen to me, Hatcher. You gotta tell him, Soylent Green
1: is People! Yes, is
0: and It, it was see, parodied by, like, Saturday Night bro, Live. I, say, I
1: feel like people know that reference, yeah. whether they saw the movie or not. Somehow it's, that reference became... It's
0: one of those movies where common. it's like everybody knows the spoiler of the movie kind of a thing. Yeah. White is made of It's people! You know, like Star Wars, Darth Vader is Luke's father... It's one of those types of of things. It's like the thing that you know about it is the big twist of the movie. right? Right. So, anyways, um, but I don't know about how popular or well-known that story would have been in Japan. It's probably pretty obscure. But, anyways...
1: A lot of this would be very obscure.
0: I had not seen the movie. Mm. So I didn't even know what was coming up, personally. So it worked for me. (laughs) (laughs) But... I wouldn't even say it didn't work, it's just... You just know, you, it's you, not as shocking. You feel what's coming. It's not as shocking if you know yeah, what of green is. it wasn't
1: shocking at all for me, I
0: guess. But uh, they're going to eat this food, this, this these cans of food. And they ask Saiten if he wants some, and he's like, oh, I'm not hungry. Yeah, he's like, but no he, thanks. But he allows them to eat it. Yes. Now, this is something that I want to make, uh, 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 I want to emphasize.
1: Well, he points out later. He's like, you ate it. Well... You ate some of this.
0: Pe- there are a lot of people who really, really hate satan because of this like why would he allow them to knowingly or unknowingly eat this and then reveal to them 10 minutes later you just ate humans as if they had done something horrible but he didn't inform them i have a reason but i'd like to hear yours first
1: that uh, so the idea is um well my my thinking about this was that nobody is pure right yeah. everyone has a fault and everyone has partaken in a system that yeah. is murderous and evil and it's it's almost like a teaching moment with satan where he's like you eat it find out what it is later it's more it's more powerful later yeah. like if you if you don't eat it and then you're like oh these weird people what are they doing why are they doing this right but if you've had it then that weird people becomes you and you have to contend with your own yes. inner shadow, I guess, more or less. It's a kind of that kind of experience. That, that would more or less be the way that I would...
0: So he it. actually does more or less say that later right. on, where he's like... The, I think it's right after um, he brings Barton Billy up and, and frees Faye from mm-hmm. the contraption thing. Oh, that right. In that he says, I didn't only bring you here to remove limiters. I also wanted you to see firsthand exactly what it is that you're up against what they're doing. Right. Right? I want how, you to really understand yeah. how messed up Solaris is. Right. So there's a certain aspect of what you're saying is completely right. He didn't just want them to it's, to just tell them, hey, they, they eat human beings here.
1: Yeah, aren't they weird? <laughs> Look down on them. He
0: wanted yeah. them to have the experience of having tasted and eaten it and then realize what it is because that's way, way more gut-wrenching I think so. I'm
1: surprised they didn't throw up. I probably would (laughs) have just thrown up.
0: That being said, right, it takes a special kind of emotional detachment to be able to do that to someone you care about. To the degree to where I I would agree, uh, despite how badly you want to teach somebody something really (laughs) important that does not justify such a thing at all. It's like, I would be more pissed at Satan then I would be at Solaris if I were Fay and they had done that to me. Yes. right. So that, that would actually diminish the power of the lesson because it's like, how could you let me do that knowing what it was?
1: It gives you a scapegoat. It gives right. you someone to point out and say, this is your fault.
0: Yes. I so still it's a good not person. necessarily the most efficient way to teach the lesson. Possibly
1: however,
0: not. however,
1: okay. I have a thought here too.
0: keep in mind that Part of Satan's mission here is to, is to speak. Faye is him. to speak to Id.
1: Yes, I thought of that too. Wants he he to, wants Faye to. Hate he
0: him. is here to talk to Id, and the way to get Id to come out is to put Faith through mm-hmm. traumatic or highly emotional.
1: That's good. I like strenuous where you're
0: going that. circumstances.
1: That sounds.
0: He has good. to bring Id out. And this is part of a chain of things he does to bring Id out of fate. And when you look at it that way, it's a lot more forgivable than if it's, oh, I just want you to know how messed up this place is. <laughs> <laughs> if it was just that, I would agree. Satan is like, Ethan. irredeemable you know in this. Estate? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's...
0: But because, now for Ellie, But he can't just be like, oh, Elliot, you shouldn't eat that. Let fate, he can't, it's like, he's just got to let him do it. They're both hungry. They're going to eat that. I can't reveal my hand yet. But the whole point of this is that he has got to talk to Id. He has to find out what's going on in Faye psychology. Who is really in control? Who is the base personality
1: here? Mm -hmm,
0: Because that's going to help him determine his mission from Emperor Kane. Is this an enemy? Is this someone that we need to be afraid of? Yeah what do we do about him? Do we kill him or do we let him live? Is he going to be able to help? And so that's that's Cain's mission to Satan. That's why he's been his guardian angel. It's why he's been traveling with him. It's why he's been watching him. Mm-hmm. It's because he's trying to determine whether the contact, who is Faye, is an enemy of specifically Cain and Satan yeah. or not. And whether he's a threat to the world.
1: I like that. I like that better. I, I went, I think, about halfway there, but you went all the way, and that connection with it that solidifies it. I think that's pretty good. Um, my, my, because I was just thinking about this generally, psychologically speaking. Yeah. You are what you eat. They became partakers of the forbidden fruit, eating, yep. eating people. That's true too. They became, and Satan, in that sense, is the serpent, which is not, um, is not Satan necessarily, right? The serpent is. Especially within the Gnostic writings, the serpent did not necessarily mean Satan. That kind of came a little bit later within Christianity. Um, but the serpent is the the one who enlightens or whatever, yeah. which is actually the, what the word Lucifer means. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, and that in partaking of that fruit, they became um, they, be, they they, part they of entered the system. world of sin. Yes. There's a, there's an idea, I think, among... Um, who was it? Who would it be? This would probably be um, Alexander Soznitsyn in Soviet Union before he defected. Um, he said, like, how do you... Uh, where do you put the blame for what happened in, in Soviet Russia? Where do you put the blame at? At whose feet do you put the blame? And he had to deal with this while he was in the gulags for, like, 20 years, just slaving yeah. away and being a, a, in a concentration camp, you know? And... Um, his ultimate determination as and he was a really smart guy was it's my fault yeah like how did the soviet union become this bad this quickly it's my fault like what did i say when when i saw this this slippery slope we were going down what did i do didn't say anything i didn't speak up Mm. and his whole thing was if like the 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 only rational conclusion to come to when things break is that it's your fault because that's the only thing you can do anything about. Yes. Right? And so you become a partaker in this horrible system just by the fact that you are the only agent capable of changing it and you have to accept responsibility for the situation that exists in mm-hmm. order to step forward and change it, which nobody in the Soviet Union was willing to do except for him and why he had to kind of leave. Um, but anyways, that just that kind of idea that in, uh, in offering them the food and, and allowing <laughs> them to partake it, they became part of that system that they need to fix now right yes for themselves not just for other people but for themselves they're part of it everyone's part of it everyone allowed this system to become how it is it didn't just happen one day the Salarians didn't just wake up as nazis the slow thing slowly happened. i know a lot of people have a lot less control than others specifically the the third class and then the the lambs have like no power here Mm -hmm. but they do have power yeah. And as we had seen before, they had risen up and almost taken down Solaris before. They, like everybody, can help. And the way you help is to be honest and tell the truth. And it, it is everyone's fault. We're all in it together. Nobody gets to say, oh, but that's their problem, right? Yeah. Anyways, that I took it more in that kind of I, general I, direction. I think that's good. Yeah. Your thing with id, though, that's perfect. Yeah. What, like brings it all right right there, right to right perfect.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, essentially what you discover as you're kind of going through this dungeon, uh, this f- factory facility here, is Solaris is the one making wells.
1: Yeah, and you and see a bunch of test tubes with yeah like really creepy stuff in it.
0: And there's like um, these little cages you find. With people yes. in them that are like in the They're process like, ah. of transforming. Yeah. It's like, oh,
1: can you let me out? Oh, oh. And then they attack you when they One get them out. One of tells him, don't let me out. Yeah. But he's got like He's a like, oh, he was,
0: he was from Kislev. And he was like, remember me in Kislev? Oh, yeah. I had he that had dog. dog. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, like, take care of my dog or whatever yeah, for don't me. Don't let me out. Don't let me out. Because <laughs> I know what I'm turning into. Now, did you <gasps> notice that the screen transition into battle changes here?
1: Well, tell me. So the whole game—the whole
0: game—it's a shattering effect, right? A mirror <laughs> yes. it shatters. Here it's like this—it's a bubble almost bubble. liquid, yeah. um, wavy kind of thing. Now,
1: I have some thoughts. I—I was
0: trying thoughts. to think about like why they would do that.
1: I have some thoughts. Just in general. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> First of all, the the broken mirror happens when you go into a fight that Faye doesn't want to do, which is basically every single fight all the time for him. Yeah, he's he trying to but avoid fighting. when we learn um, from... Well, with Billy's character arc, when we learn from Bishop Baron and others... Bishop um, Stone. Bishop Stone. Yeah. Why did he say Bishop Baron?
0: I don't know. But it's Stone.
1: <laughs> oh, there's a guy. I watched a video from someone named Bishop Baron. A oh, okay. Ago. Okay. Anyways, Bishop Stone... Um. When he teaches us, no, no, it wasn't him. It was, it was what's his name? It was Billy's dad. It oh, Jesse. Jesse saying, "Hey, you're actually helping these things by getting. Oh, them. yeah, by there killing them. There is him. no cure. They are stuck forever. They hate their lives. The only thing you can do, and this comes, there are several. Gosh, you guys should watch um, the anime Made in Abyss if you want to understand. I still got to see the severity. that severity. <laughs> <laughs> How this can at uh, this it's it's tough to come to that point, but once you come to that point or also there is in Full Metal Alchemist, there's a couple episodes um, where that crazy scientist guy kind of experiments and then makes a chimera oh, out right, of a person. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to do You can't you save you them. You can't at that point. revert them to what they were. That's it's like the only thing to do. It's one of the darkest parts of that oh show. Oh gosh, so dark. It's it's one crazy. of the things um that the chimera when it finally can say any words, the first words it says are "kill me." Yeah, that's all it can really say, and it's like, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh."
0: That's a good parallel, it's actually. I think stuff. that's good.
1: But, 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 dispatching the chimera's from life became that one dude with the X scar on his forehead from Full Metal Alchemist. It came became his like mission. Like, I'm gonna, oh, well, mm-hmm. he's got other things he wants to do, but at the same time, I'm going to destroy all these abominable creations, right? Um, but I feel like we have gained an, a sense of what we're doing here. And what we're doing now is a good thing. It's not an earth shattering thing. It's a. The difference between a shatter and a. (laughs) A ripple? Let's say a ripple. Yeah. Is that the shatter comes from something strict and rigid that can't be moved. And the only thing to do is to break it, right? Yeah. You break it. If you want to reform, if you want to make a new thing out of it, you can't just reform it into a new thing. You have to break it and then take the pieces and reassemble it into a new thing. With the liquid, though, liquid is moldable and it's formable. And that's typically the opposite. So you've got land and water. You've got solid and liquid. And the idea being that liquid is is formable and moldable and it's not, it doesn't break, right? So the liquid would represent chaos whereas the solid would represent order. Mm-hmm. And so it, so when when your structure in your mind is too rigid and you do something you don't want to do, it breaks you. It breaks you into chaos, which is the pieces. But when you confront something that's more liquid, when your mindset is more liquid, then you can mold it into your mind without breaking it, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of the idea. Right
0: there. That is I really liked it. And the fact <laughs> is that it that wrong? was. That, no, no. The fact that that was like on the fly, or at least seemed to be, is actually pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, well. Um,
0: <clears throat> I didn't have anything nearly as deep to say about it, <laughs> but it makes complete sense. FaZe yeah. nine, type 9 Enneagram personality fears fragmentation. Yes. Yeah. So the fact that the battle screen transition is a fragmentation, and the fact that he resisted fighting so hard, and that it really hurts him to fight. Right. is, I mean, a perfect implementation of that symbol into battles. Yeah,
1: it's exactly. something
0: Faye wants to avoid, it's something he to, hates. He said it over and over. And it's breaking him to yeah, do it. Yeah. He is coming across some sort of rigid barrier in his mind that he has to break, which is his biggest fear is breaking, yeah. in order to move forward with what Satan is lead. the path yes. Satan is leading with him what on. What
1: he trusts is the right thing to do. Right?
0: Yeah. Here... Yeah, it's like that. Uh, it's that yin yang thing going on. Yeah, it's a, yin-yang. a, it's moldable, a it's yin yang. A moldable, chaotic, yep. um, unnerving place right. where fighting is not wrong. Right. He doesn't have a reservation about it. Yeah. These wells, these chimeras, it's actually freeing them to kill them. Right. So in this instance, the fear of fighting is not the same else, as, as elsewhere. Well, well. It doesn't break him. Yeah. It,
1: it, It's a different thing. And the idea with the water is that there's a prima materia idea kind of going on where it's like the the original material. Well, the prima materia wouldn't be water. It would be what water was made out of. But water is that represents that kind of like... Yeah. Just the pure chaos that things can be made out of, you know? And so he'll enter into the chaos and construct something good out of it and leave. Yeah. Whereas for order, you just have to break through it. You can't do it that same way. Yeah. I think that's what's going on there. I like that a lot. I get that from... um, Eric Neumann's book, *The Origin and History of Consciousness*.
0: Well, I'm sure that I'm sure that Tetsuya Takashi and Sorya Saga oh, were they, reading that. They guaranteed so.
1: did, and Eric Neumann is his spelled E R I C H. So it's not clear as to whether or not um, whether or not Ellie's father is a reference after Eric Neumann or, Eric or from. from. They're, they're quite different. Very uh, different still people. All different. <laughs> uh, I prefer Eric Neumann personally. Okay.
0: You know. Um, good stuff. So, yeah, you go through there. uh, uh, Satan, during this whole section, just continually is a dick to you, for the most (laughs) part. But we know that that's for the purpose. Um, You end up finding an Omni-gear as you're going through this dungeon. It's just kind of, like, there below them. They turn on some lights. It's like, there's a freaking Omni-gear there. Yeah, under the water. Now, uh, there was something that struck me about this. Um, Ellie comments on this gear looking similar to Bart's. They're basically putting together, this is an omni gear, right? But she also mentions the one that they found in Shavat that like reacted to her. Mm -hmm, Now, we had talked about whether we thought the transition they did in Shavat, where they just explained in text or in the conversation between the queen and the wise men, Mm-hmm. that Ellie had reacted to something. They didn't show that scene. Yeah, just they said. just mentioned it in passing, yeah. whether or not that was a signifier that they had been rushed through that portion mm-hmm. of the game or something like that. And we're like, well, maybe it's just the style of- um,
1: Oh, that one scenario. Of
0: um, matsa, um, uh, kato, Masato yeah, Kato, right. or whether it was them being rushed. The fact that here she brings it up like, oh, this thing reacted to me, this gear in Shavat, mm. It made me lean a little more toward they probably rushed that sequence. I think so
1: because she. How would she have known? Yeah, we miss something.
0: She. There's a scene that feels like it's missing. Yeah. Where she should. They should have shown her approaching this gear or something, and it reacts to her, and she's like, "What on earth is going on?" And she runs away from it because a little bit later in this play session, even she talks about how she doesn't want to get in a gear. And, and, and so that's why Faye and her go inside the Veltal together, mm-hmm. the Veltal. Because yeah. she, she, like, she she doesn't want to ride in the gear ever again. At that one she has some sort of resistance to this. And yeah. I feel like it must have something to do with the, with what happened to her emotionally mm-hmm. when she yeah, approached this right. gear in Shavuot. It
1: feels like something's missing, yeah. And,
0: and I, I believe the Queen or, or Wiseman or somebody in that conversation said something about how She's aware of something. Ellie is aware the- of the entity inside of her. Yes. And yes. That was be- and part of that was an awakening that happened when she approached this Omnigear and it reacted to her. Mm. Her mind is opening up. She's come to the age. They say there's a certain age yes. where this awakening begins to happen. Yeah. And this is happening to her, and she's really scared about what's going on mm. with this entity in her that she's aware of, but she doesn't understand it. And uh, that Omnigear did something to freak her out and they didn't show it. And I feel like they needed to as a setup to this moment. (laughs) But anyways, I'm starting to lean more towards they had to rush through that and that's why they did that transition they did back in Shabbat. Um, So that's the Omni Gear that they find. Um,
1: I don't know why I wrote this note before that. Did we learn something about the lambs? Oh yes, no, okay. We come to that room, and this is before Satan's big reveal. Uh, a couple rooms before we get to that corridor where we finally are like, dude, why do you know all this stuff? Um, we see the room with, where, with all of our holograms in it.
0: Yes, okay. was, uh, that's my next. That too. Is that the next mm-hmm. one?
1: Okay. There's nine holograms, and um, it's of all of us.
0: All right. the party members, yeah.
1: All the party members, including you, which I've never used in battle before.
0: Now, this is something that I put together a, a little bit later, but... It would seem natural that it's only going to have the playable party members that'll be displayed there. Sure. But something that we tend to forget, and I think the game wanted you to forget, is that Hammer is a member of our team. Ah, uh, yes. Of and Hammer is not of interest at all to Good. whoever Scans. had all of these people displayed in the holograms, yeah. which is important for Hammer's mm-hmm. turn here in a little bit. Interesting. But I was like, oh man, they don't care about Hammer because Hammer's is a nobody. Hammer's literally not special at all. Yeah. He's not even worth
1: even Choo. <laughs> even Choo Choo a
0: hologram. Like, you
1: know, just born what is it? Um, ancient Life form? Yeah, like um,
0: useless, like can't be used as an animus. Get rid of, has, dispose of. Yeah, just dispose, doesn't even yeah. Choo Choo got enough attention there to have a hologram, but yeah. Hammer did not. Hammer does not. L- Hammer literally doesn't matter, That's is not a factor whatsoever in any yeah. of this. So unspecial that he's not even worth a hologram in this room. That's a- even though he has been with our party since Kislev. Yeah, yep. He's been with us the whole way. He yeah. was there when we arrive at Solaris in, in uh, Maria's gear, right? And they're all jumping out and they, they tell Hammer, yeah, yeah. like, right. he, they talk to Hammer specifically. They're like, tell him about something. He's like, oh, okay. He's with us. He's there. He was captured along with the party. They showed him, they bothered to show him on the Siebsen <laughs> when it broke into Solaris. Hmm. But we, the party, as well as everyone else of interest in Solaris, we just don't think about him like that. Right. Because he's just not special.
1: He's not special.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this is so key to his type three personality type and what they fear
1: mm.
0: to why he does what he does.
1: Yeah.
0: But anyways, the, the, the details that you get, like some of this data they have on oh, the characters in the
1: hologram. It, it was crazy. <clears throat> and there are certain people that have like your lamb number.
0: Yes. Lamb numbers. Five
1: million two hundred and eighty-six, right? Yeah. That prompted me to write this note. Okay. <laughs> Were all the lambs created as experiment as an experiment by Solaris? I guess this isn't more or less. This is just me postulating mm. an idea. The fact that every lamb has a number. Yeah. They all are numbered and some of them say bring in for a reattunement," or what what, what was the wording there? like uh, action, an adjustment, in. Bring uh, in for, yeah. an, anima, an animus adjustment. An animus adjustment, something yeah. like that. Um, which is like, it's like these are just little lab rats, right? Yeah. But, but they're numbered. Yes. They're numbered and there's a bunch and they're all their lab rats. Every, all the lambs. And it, it makes me wonder if the lambs are, are even like, well, I wouldn't use people in the sense of like they're, they're sentient. Sure. But are they are they even humans or are they just created experiments that are just kind of running around and these people have like total control over what's going on? Um, so yeah, that's kind of fascinating stuff. Um keep that thought. There was one difference. I don't know exactly where this would go. It probably has something to do with Sophia, maybe, but Elium's number has a two next to it. Well disc. she's
0: she has a minister a number. So it's not a lambs number. Ah,
1: that's why. Okay, I was like, this is different. There's a
0: couple of them that don't have lambs numbers. Well, like Choo didn't. Uh, um, Choo Choo doesn't. Rico doesn't. Yeah. Um, Billy doesn't. Um, oh, Billy and doesn't. And Ellie doesn't. Uh, because he was part of the ethos, right? That's right. So he got a, he got a minister number because of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> a couple things with this. Um, there's part of me that understands, I think, what the intention of the lambs numbers here is meant to hint at. Mm. Um, and I'm going to point it out, but not at what it hints at. I'm just going to point at the, the, the discrepancy in the numbers. There's another yeah, part of me...
1: Some of them are way high, like hundreds yes. of millions, and some of them are like...
0: Some of, of me is is curious about if what my suspicion of what the Lamb's numbers are signifying... <laughs> um, it, it, it brings up some logical questions, logical mm-hmm. flaws in it that I would... Um, I'm. I, this is just something I'm going to like push out to the audience and maybe some people will have some interesting theories on this or something like that. As much as I hate fan theories, <laughs> in this particular instance, I think this is really interesting to think okay. about. Um, but also I think there's some translation errors. I think like there's, there's a possibility that like uh, Honeywood left off a digit on Maria's in particular. Oh, okay. Like all of them have well over 100 million, except mm-hmm. Maria who is like 54 million. And that leads me to yeah, think, based on what I think these numbers represent, that he just missed a digit in Maria's. But I don't. Oh, maybe you Ellie. have to look at the, the Japanese version. I don't know. But it throws a wrench in some of these ideas. Anyways, here's what it is. So Billy does not have a lamb number. He has a minister number. Okay. Um, Ellie, same way. Ellie has a minister number. So they're... Part of the Solarian society that they're being numbered differently. Um, so Chuchu doesn't; she's a primal animal, and uh, Rico. I really like what it says about him, right? So they have their name, their number, their ether response. So basically, how magical they are or not. <laughs> their oh, ether yes. potential,
1: which was in Faye and Ellie's cases, unlimited. In, in infinite, yeah. Infinite, yeah.
0: And then they have. Um, uh, what does it stand for? It's an anima something. I just put AA and I thought I would remember it. Oh. Animus or anima something, anyways. Oh, alignment, anima oh, alignment. alignment, animus alignment or yeah, anima alignment. Yeah, uh, So they all have a number for that too. And then there's a, like a note or a comment from like the researcher or whatever. And the comment on Rico's is created by the ethos as an experimental mixture, used by the Kislev Battling Association to measure battle potential. The data has been transferred, uh, scheduled for animus adjustment. Hmm. So he was created by the ethos. Now remember that the ethos was in opposition to the, uh, the Kaiser, right? The Kaiser of, oh, yeah. uh, who is Rico's father, as hmm. we learned back in Kislev, he ousted the Ethos's influence from the government of Kislev. Right. He would not allow them to have any control or any power in the government. The ethos created Rico. They experimented on him on purpose to be used to get back at the Kaiser. So all those people who are like the battling arena, uh, you know, like leaders and stuff like that, people running the show there, they were all doing this to Rico as payback or revenge on the Kaiser. So he Mm -hmm. lost his wife and he lost his son, and he's been all depressed about that ever since, and he keeps the room for his wife and whatever, and he just has no idea what happened to them. The ethos actually took them away. Oh, and then perfect. Rico's case uh, did experiments on him. Maybe it could be some kind of limiter or something, but like mm. Kaiser, the Kaiser, the Kaiser looks more or less human except for his ears, right? right. He is a demi-human, it's but it's like subtle. Rico's is like way, way crazy. It's worse than anyone And it's because of what the ethos did mm, to him. And then they basically put him back in and were collecting battle data from him and using him. And they eventually plotted to assassinate Kaiser Sigmund and they were gonna use e- Rico to do that. So the ethos basically turned Rico into what he is. Hmm. So that's crazy. That's um, <clears throat> uh, some other interesting things here. Um, so let's take a look at the the Lambs numbers, right? So Bart's is 221 and a half million. 221.5 million is his Lambs number. Hmm. Um, Maria's number, it says 51 or 54 million but I think that's supposed to be 541 million. Mm. I think that's what it's, this is my speculation on this, because Bart is older than Maria. Maria's younger. So it would make sense to me that Bart would have a lower lamb number than her, because she was oh, born sure, later. First.
1: Yeah, I kind of looked at the numbers similar, yeah.
0: Right, so it's, it, it, I guess yeah. my assumption was, are, are they each given a number upon birth? It's like, it's like their birth certificate almost, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they every baby every lamb that is born gets assigned a number that is chronologically increasing. That's the only like assumption I had about what that could mean, because I it's mean, really like... interesting that Saitans is the highest one. Mm-hmm. Saitans is five hundred eighty-four million. But remember, he was he would have had a minister number. He, he oh, just recently right. became a lamb, oh, okay. which is why his would be so the they highest one.
1: Him in, okay. yeah. I would think. Sure.
0: All right. This is Mike here doing an addendum real quick. Um, Cason and I spoke a little bit about some speculation regarding what the lamb's numbers mean or what they might signify. And I'm going to cut that out of the podcast because the more I think about it, the less it makes sense to me. This was um, something that was kind of suggested to me in the, uh, the discord chat of my, uh, private live streams for patrons where like the lamb's number might signify, um, like the age of the character or something like that. Right. It, almost as if like, um, a lamb's number is given like a birth certificate. So when you're born, you're given this chronological lamb's number that keeps counting up and up and up and up. Um, but the more I look at that, uh, the less it makes any sense to me. Um, Maria's is like 54 million, but Bart's is over 200 million and Saiten's is over 500 million. Um, and there's some, some things that people have used to to, to kind of explain those things, you know, maybe, um, Honeywood left a number off in Maria's number and it's meant to be more like 541 million or something like that. Um, and maybe because Saiten would have had a minister number as a member of the solarian society. Maybe he was assigned a lamb's number when he came down to the surface or something like that. But, um, even, even regardless of that, um, I think there are some logical flaws with this theory that the lamb's number is in some way, um, chronological and that it counts up and that like, it would be a signifier of a character's age. Um, the theory does not make sense to me upon reflection at all. So I'm cutting that part out. And if anybody wants to make comments on that uh, in support of that theory, um, and in regards to what it might mean about, um, some of the characters ages, uh, feel free to write that down in the comments. Um, as of right now, I don't buy it. So I think that that number must be signifying something else. Anyways, it's interesting to look at that stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Faye and Ellie uh, have infinite ether response, right? And yeah. and animus alignment or animal alignment, both of them totally infinite on them. Yeah. And it also says straight out that Ellie is a possible antitype, that's the note
1: yeah, from yeah. the Written researcher.
0: Right possible antitype, approval for the retrieval and necessary analysis granted. And then Fey is, it's, it's a, it doesn't even say possible contact, it says he is the contact. contact. Faye is the contact, immediate disposal desired. So they want to kill him, they want to bring her in. Mm. And this is, of course, what uh, the person who's running this all, Crowleyan, it's what Crowleyan's after. Crowleyan wants Ellie, he does not want Fae. Yeah. Doesn't care about Fae. Um, okay, as you continue deeper into the Solaris Underground, you start to see that Ellie is becoming highly suspicious of Satan. Highly suspicious because he opens some door with like a passcode or something. It's like, oh, it's yeah, locked. Couldn't get in and he, just he opens up and she's like, I think what, um, what she says, it's in parentheses, meaning she may have thought it to herself or whispered it. Like, why is the deactivation code for the door lock uh, known?
1: Yeah, this is what it says, because this is a Japanese thing. Yeah. This is, by the way, when we talk about omitting subject, this is how most Japanese sentences read. Uh, uh, so I wrote, what she says is, is the deactivation code for the door lock known? Question mark. Like, is it known? What yeah. she's really saying is, does Saitan, Saitan know? know?
0: How does he know that?
1: The number here. So this was a transliteration. That's literally what the Japanese says. It says, is, is the code known? Mm. Is it known? And that's how Japanese talk. Every sentence in Japanese is basically that, unless they're including the subject. So that's a transliteration of the Japanese. It's 100% correct. <laughs> it just doesn't work in English. So when Japanese always admits the subject, it's more like Satan knows the code. Um, but that's a great example of what would happen if you translated the Japanese exactly and yeah. why it's so difficult to infer the subject.
0: Who it is that you're, you're talking about. Yeah. But she's suspicious. Like, he should not have known that code. Like, we're oh, yeah. way deep in Solaris. My father wouldn't even know this. Like. And he's
1: been explaining to them things like the Soylent system and how yep. the, what- um, He knows how
0: everything works. Project
1: M was, which Josiah did not know. And um, yeah, she brings up a ton of stuff. It's like, oh, yeah. That's
0: so that's Faye true. asks what the facility is for. He's like, what is this place all about? Mm-hmm. And Sidon goes it. on to talk about how longevity experiments are being done here right. on behalf of the emperor and the Gazel ministry who Are ten thousand years old. He 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 basically reveals here. They've been around since the the beginning. Yeah, Yeah, it's like the fact that, as we know, the Eldridge ship crashed ten thousand years ago. That's why humans are not part of the fossil record prior to ten thousand years ago, right? Which is what Balthazar was talking about Mm -hmm. way back in the beginning of the game in the cave. Um, so humans emerged onto this planet or fell to this planet ten thousand years ago with the Eldridge crash, Uh, and. He basically explains that Cain and the Gazel ministry have been around basically since then. And they're doing longevity experiments here to keep their lives going.
1: Cain lives forever, but the... um, They died. The ministry died, but their ideas were put...
0: They they only died because they were attacked in that uh, battle with Diablos 500 years ago. Yes. So Graf led that Diablos army against Solaris 500 years ago and killed the Gazo ministry. Yes. And their consciousness was uploaded into that little sphere computer thing that we've been seeing this whole time. Um, and then he explains that the memory cubes that we've been saving at and stuff like that, we actually saw a room where they were being like constructed. There's like a whole room full of memory cubes yeah, where they like true. are manufactured. And he basically says that those are used to obtain living data. And all of this is in pursuit of resurrecting the gazo ministry into new bodies. Yeah. So like, that's, that's what this place is for. And then Ellie has had, she's heard enough at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you know that? Yeah. How do you know the code? How do you know all this stuff that even like my dad doesn't know, that Jesse doesn't know, because Jesse referenced the M project, mm-hmm. which is what you're explaining the purpose of, but he didn't know what it was Right. He was like of the same rank as you, as an element. Mm-hmm. How do you know this? This is messed up. I am calling you out. And and you know, face trying to be like hold on, like Doc, like you know, like try to explain.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and
0: and she's like, I'm not done talking. Like,
1: no, she has a ton <laughs> of other yeah. stuff to
0: bring up. This, this is not this is not right. You need to explain yourself. And it's oh my gosh, it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Saiten just like adjusts his glasses. Yeah. And this. Boom, all the lights go out. He doesn't say anything. He right. doesn't like monologue about like I am actually yes. uh, a, a puppet or uh, an agent of the Gazelle Ministry. He doesn't explain it. He just and it just goes dark and the Ellie's gone and he's gone and phase yeah, alone, everything's gone. And it's just like wait a second. Wait a second. Like what's happening? Holy crap. What's going on? And you're trying to like go through these these dark tunnels and you emerge in a room that is just a bunch of screens. It's mm-hmm. it's actually, it, it's similar to like The Matrix Reloaded when he goes and sees the architect. Yes. Now, that yes. movie came out in 2003. After. This the... game came out in 1998. Yes. But it made me wonder since those, the, the, the Wachowskis. Yeah. Or anime original, fans. Japanese stuff, yeah. Right, they're way into that. Yeah. It made me wonder if they had played this game.
1: Well, tell you what, <laughs> Matrix also has some Swing the Green stuff going on too. So. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: anyways, he, he comes into this room and all these TV screens come on, and he gets like put into this, bound by this little uh, contraption that lets so he's sort of like hanging, and he can't move. It's it's like it um, interrupts like the nerves or something.
1: Yeah, it literally makes it so your whole brain. He's may, just paralyzed. Can't
0: he can't, can't do anything. And so, um,
1: do you know what I thought this was? And I still might be right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we enter that room, it doesn't show us get captured, right? We just kind he of just walks out. in. Yeah, we just but, but all of a sudden we're just cap, we're just tied up in oh, this thing, right? Sure. Does it show the process of being picked up? I'm
0: Trying to remember, I
1: I remember uh, walking into the room and let then me all actually of a pull this up.
0: Just being inside there, yeah, yeah
1: elevated, and all of a sudden we're there in this let's, room. Let's see, and we're in the middle of it. Uh, okay, and we kind of pass out, and then
0: it and then it happens. yeah, yeah then it does fade it. away. You're right. You are right, and then it comes back, and he's inside of it.
1: Do you know what I thought was going on? Let's hear it. I, and I could still be right on this, it seemed like we awoken from a virtual reality that was not real the entire time. And we awoke to the room. We were suspended so that we could move our legs and and go around and think that we're in a real world surrounded by... No, they wouldn't be those TVs, because those are like tube TVs. <laughs> like, you'd see the seams and everything, but they show, they project in front of him actual Like he was
0: in a hologram the whole time, yes, or a, in, in, a, in the, a holodeck the yes, whole time?
1: As if he was in a holodeck the entire time. I
0: didn't think you were going there. I thought you were going into he transformed into id and lost some
1: time in between
0: when he was on the ground and then he was in the thing.
1: Nope. I'm saying, he will, we wake up <laughs> suspended in this thing that surrounded by screens my immediate thought was like, oh my gosh, everything was fake. We just now woke up in the real world and, uh. and we were seeing a VR thing that whole time. Now, that doesn't seem to be the case, but it <laughs> could still be the case. It could still be the case. I'm, just, I, I'm prepared for any crazy yeah. thing with this guy. <laughs>
0: it does get really wild here. Um, but, he's suspended up there and, um, the Gazel Ministry come on and they start talking to him. And this is, by the way, where we're, we're going to cut um, yeah. our first of two episodes here. we are get the the rest of the end of disc one and the, the second part. But I wanna at least get through uh, this part where he talks to them. Because this is basically Belly of the Whale.
1: Yes, this is the absolute depths yeah. and he's he's trapped, he can't get out.
0: This is the point of the story in the hero's journey called yep. Belly of the Whale. The Belly of the basically what this is.
1: The Death Star And then and prisoner, yeah. from
0: there it'll move towards like the ultimate climax of the story. So we're mm-hmm. getting pretty close to the climax of the story after yep. this. But um, uh, I have, well, as always, the Gazelle Ministry is badly translated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, great. I did notice some things, but I didn't, I didn't um, pick up a lot of their stuff.
0: So I'm going to try my best to Because it's too much. Cut when they to the talk, point. I'm always just like, I don't want to... You, you tune it out, because they're, it? they're so vague, they use a lot of weird terminology and a lot of times what they're saying isn't even accurate to what they oh. should be saying.
1: I looked up one line though. Yeah. I, I looked out. up one line cuz this <laughs> threw me for a freaking loop. I know I what like, you no I know exactly way. what you're talking about. Satan shows up and they said <laughs> he is Cain. And like, I was like, <laughs> "No way!" And then as about the next 20 minutes keep unfolding, I'm like he, He's definitely not Cain. <laughs> Why? Why did it say he's Cain? And oh I looked it up, gosh. and it says, "As for Cain, dot yeah. dot dot." There, he he was giving Satan information. Yes, but what it says in English is, "He is Cain." He got info from so the emperor. So confusing. I'm like, so the emperor's not Cain. We're Cain, but why is the emperor telling us what to do? Yeah, it was so freaking confusing. So I, confusing. I, I, I didn't look it up until I was about 20, 30 minutes in. And I was realizing he can't possibly be Cain. No. We can't have heard that because we wouldn't be following him anymore no. if we had heard that properly. And that's, I did look that line up and my gosh, Satan is not Cain. <laughs> I thought this was this huge revelation and that was, that that kind of ruined the scene for me a little bit actually. Yeah. I read the whole thing thinking Satan's Cain. Yeah. And everything from there on out made no sense it until also, I found out he is not Cain.
0: It also comes across like a pretty powerful, striking revelations. Like, yes. whoa, wait a minute. And it starts to feel really cool.
1: Cain yes. wears a mask and Satan, maybe Satan's <laughs> going into his subconscious that Cain yeah. is his alter ego and that- Yeah, like Cain is his it or something. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> it was it's the like, thing I could grasp and then it disappeared.
0: These are the types of things I was thinking at the yeah. time I played it first too. Okay, so, uh, It was yeah. it's so confusing. It's like, he's not, Kane. is like, oh, okay. It's a little bit of... So
1: now I have to go back and (laughs) relive the whole thing reading it properly and I didn't really do that.
0: Yep. Terrible translation there. Uh, It's not that he is Cain it's he was sent by Cain to watch Faye. That is what they're really saying and Faye's all like, what? Like, you know, he feels so betrayed, of course he would, that this father-like figure this whole time was actually sent there to watch him and lead him to this moment Yes, where they're basically going to like it's it's the the tearing the rug out from under the character yeah, moment. Yeah. It's it's the oh everything that I was working for is actually I walked into a trap this whole time, and the person I trusted the most was the one who led me into it. And now you know we're doomed. It's that that belly of the whale moment, like we're saying. Yeah. and it's
1: I love how the the gazelle are talking to him and explaining their evil plan. And he's just like. Trying to talk to Satan yeah, the whole he's time. like, I'm not she's talking like, yeah, to you guys. Yeah, and they're like, talk no, to me, please. But listen, we did this plan for <laughs> thousands of years. And we're just like, Satan, you. Yeah, what's I, what's going on? And we keep asking him that. I like that. That shows that we don't freaking care what these people are talking about. Like, we we care about the relationship that we had that just shattered, mm-hmm. and that is all we really care about. And that's from an emotional standpoint. That is. Uh, phase like whole like standpoint here is like emotionally i don't really care i don't know what to do with all this stuff, but i but what is wrong with you like what did you do what happened? Yeah. He like won't accept it the whole time he won't yeah. accept it until the very end
0: I, I re- actually really like that I mean the it betrayal stings so badly it does. that it's just like tuning these guys up stop talking please talk to me si yes, please he won't do it please so, tell me this isn't real
1: from the moment the lights turned out until finally when satan does say words it's a long time yeah. and like you said it's not satan's not the one explaining everything yep. things are being explained and he's just standing there he yep. is just standing there in the hologram room you know and we aren't we're trying to talk to him he won't talk to us it's it's fascinating it's
0: fascinating. Yeah. really gut wrenching moment it uh, makes it really even worse. really good uh, reactions from Faye as this is going on but what the Gazel ministry is talking about is important they basically explain that they're planning to resurrect God, which we already knew, but that they're going to um, use the bodies of faith companions, which they call the animus. That's the animus, yeah. That they're going to put their consciousnesses into. And so, like, basically, once they realized the animus uh, alignment of the, because remember way back um, when they were, when they were gonna purge Kislev, right? Mm And Miang was talking about how, oh, I don't think they realize how important Ramses is. I don't think they realize there's stuff that they don't realize. And then there's a Gazel ministry conversation right after that where they go, Oh, the animus potential or something of the people with Fay. They start to realize that, oh, we can use those bodies.
1: Mm. We should allow this was a plan the whole time. To use those bodies. The, the
0: Gazel Ministry realized after the per, the attempted purge of Kislev that the people traveling with Faye mm. have a high animus potential.
1: Okay, interesting. And
0: that's when they decided, so they just hmm, maybe we shouldn't just kill him, like because they were trying mm. to kill him. They were like bent on killing him. They did not want the contact to ruin this.
1: Was it Cain? Like, Who I don't, threw out the idea of? like... I can't remember,
0: but Cain was he in that scene. Yeah, Cain does come up. in and talk to them, and that's, that's the particular conversation I'm referencing, okay, huh. but they realized in that conversation, like the contact, they don't want the contact around, they want the contact killed, yeah. but the contact is traveling with people with high animus alignment, mm-hmm. and we could use their bodies. So we should allow him, we should allow Satan, the guardian angel, to bring them to us.
1: To Solaris, yeah. Yes,
0: so that's basically what they're revealing here. But they also talk about how they're planning to resurrect God, build an ark, and go back to the stars where humans originally came from. They basically say we're not from this world; we're from some alien place. And Faye's like, "That's ridiculous!" And he's like, "No, uh, up, 10, 000, up to ten thousand years ago, or you know, past that, there's no fossil record of human beings. Right. This we are not. This is not our home. We're not from here. Right.
1: We, we're aliens. We come from an mm. alien world.
0: Yep." And so they believe that they've been ordained by God to rule the universe not just some insignificant planet like this. Yeah. And so uh, they say if the time of God's arrival does not come, and this is kind of going back to what Cain yes. and Sidon were talking it's about the earlier. Dot, dot, dot. They finally the, tell us the the um, the, uh, the time of the gospel, right? Yes if the time of God's arrival or revival does not come, we will have to follow the path of destruction or follow the path to destruction. But having attained animus, our resurrection is near, next is God's resurrection. So they feel like they need to be resurrected into bodies in order to resurrect God. And they're like on the cusp of that now that they have Billy and Bart and Rico and all these people, right? Mm. Um, And then they reference Mahanan, which you touched on earlier. Yes. Um, That, what they ref- are referring to as Mahanan here is just the, the, the ship, the Eldridge, right? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, okay. so to, that's just what they, they, they are calling that ship, that the, the, the wreckage of the of the, the Mahanan, um, which they're going to use as their Ark to go back to the stars, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so what Faye asks in the English, again, not well translated, not very good, he says, "Aerial Paradise Mahanan, the place fell, or the place fell to Earth."
1: I thought he was remembering from his past in that moment, because I was like, "I don't know that Faye knows this stuff." Yeah, but he's talking as though he knows, like, "Oh, the aerial Paradise Mahanan, how, how? crashed to Earth so long ago?" Yes, like that must be a memory that just flashed into his mind, right? It doesn't seem like something Faye would now, know about. What
0: he, w- the reason he knows about it is, I. Th- think Balthazar mentioned it in his whole lore thing back in Ovid. Okay. So what he's saying here, what he really, a more accurate translated line here would be, the paradise in the heavens, Mahanan, the one said to have fallen to the earth, right? Because he had heard oh, that story okay. from Balthazar earlier. So it's like, you're talking about that legend of Mahanan that I've heard about from Balthazar way back? Mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about? Right? So the, the, the aerial paradise or the paradise from the heavens, Mahanan, this ship that crashed 10,000 years ago. Okay. That's what Mahanan is in this game. Um, uh, so the Gazal respond to that paradise, ha ha ha. Uh, that may be a proper description. Our Ark in the center block, now they say Lord Mahanan is sealed in. That is incorrect. <laughs> they are not referring to Mahanan Mahan as a Lord. A Yes cuz it's it's not correct in English. Oh, um, really. I remember okay let me actually just Mahanen, pull it up here.
1: Who is um
0: Yeah, Mahanan is, is just Mahanen. it's just like the center block of the Eldridge. So it's a place. Yeah. It's yeah. it's that huge freaking like With central like city, computer. Kind of. Yeah, it's enormous, right? Yeah. So I showed a
1: shot
0: of it. Let's see what the people here on the um, translation guide say about this is um uh, Mahanan is the name of the center block of the Eldridge. It, 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 the the text here says Lord Mahanan, but they say um, the problem with this sentence seems to be that there's no punctuation mark between Mahanan and kami, thus making the translator believe that Mahanan was applied to the word kami as is normal in, uh, in English, but not so in Japanese where the particle no, mahanan no kami yeah. would be the Mahana's adequate name. way of saying mahanan god or lord so there is yeah, no no, no in no. the japanese it's just mahanan kami
1: possessive. And, and he Japan, japanese doesn't really use punctuation yeah at least not the way we do in English. right and so it yeah easy so mistake to make. he should not have
0: said lord mahanan it's
1: I, I will add though they don't always put the particle no sometimes sure. they'll just say like um Something you can say, something no koto means a thing, or something koto means a thing. Like Sometimes they omit the no. Yeah. Like they, that's just, Japanese omits a lot of stuff, and sometimes the no is what's omitted. And, yeah. Um, yeah, Honeywood, that's tough. Yeah. So
0: there, there, there is, there is no hard. Lord Mahanan, a person okay. or a being. Fair enough. Mahanan is, as they say, the source of God's wisdom, a paradise of knowledge. Mm. That is the central mm. core of the Eldridge the computer system of the Eldridge ship is called Mahanan. Okay. It's that core of the ship. Um <clears throat> so the way that they retranslated it was paradise. Haha. Ha, ha. That may be a fitting view of it. Our ark, the central block Mahanan in which God is sealed. It is the source of God's wisdom, a paradise of knowledge.
1: In which God is still, sealed. sealed still. That's
0: what they're saying. Uh, the mm. central block, Mahanan, in which God is sealed. It is the source of God's wisdom. So they need to get their bodies so they can go to Mahanan and revive God.
1: So I wonder if they have <coughs> found it.
0: See, there are some things that's like... If it had just been translated correctly, <laughs> it would be a lot easier. There's so many things you get misled on just because the translation is really erroneous.
1: Um, Wait a second. No, that wouldn't make sense. This is a block. I have a thought of what that might be. I have a thought that that might be a thing in Zeboim. In Zeboim? Yeah, is yeah.
0: It? I might. No, I, I, I'm just not sure what you're referencing.
1: Um, there was a place called the Mausoleum in Zebulun. Oh, right, 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 right. Gives kind of the idea of something like that. I know what you're saying now. I know what you're saying now. Okay.
0: Okay, okay. so anyways, they go through that whole spiel. That's basically what they're talking about, and that is where we're gonna leave off for this part of the episode. Next episode, we will go through the rest of disc one. Uh, There's a lot more to break down there, holy fetch. So. See you guys next week. Thank you for watching. This game's crazy. Peace out.